this episode of the Telerotor RC Podcast, find out why Monty's talking about superheroes. All of a sudden figured out you have superpowers like the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, oh my god, that was quick! I don't know about you guys, but it sounds like Mike got shafted on this one. And it was only like the tip, yes, just the tip. It was just the tip. That's the tip. And well, we all knew it was going to happen. Shaggy finally loses it. <laughs> <laughs> and we finally get reader feedback that makes sense. Gritch is a great addition to the show, and Gritch is a great addition to the show, and Gritch is a great addition to the show, and Gritch is a great addition to the show, and. Hello and welcome to Telerotor RC. This is episode 33, winding down the summer of 2020. This is Robert Monty, and I have with me Rich Sowers. Hey guys, what's up? Michael Shaggy Parker. That'll be a hard no. And Mike DiPaolo. Lightning in his butthole. So, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Why did you go to Rich before me? You've always gone to me first. Oh, and we found the sensitive one this evening. Yeah, he's here. We found him. <clears throat> okay, time for Gummy Worms. Let's go. No, no, no. Seriously, though. Happy? I'm, I'm sad. Go find your happy spot. I'm done with Gummy Worms. Gummy Worms is... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you guys go first, which it is since last episode. So, uh, go for it. Hey, Rich, you go, because my dad's still cutting grass right next to my window. So, go. Um, 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 oh. Dude, well, wait, whoa, um. <laughs> um, um. Wait a minute, look, wait, should wait, I do you, that? Did you, no. did you get all Dull. the heads ums? Yeah, should I even read that first one? Um. No. No. Okay. Well, let's see. What did I do since last time? Um, I finished that Goblin 500 we were talking about for a buddy of mine. Got it delivered. Um, he hasn't had a chance to fly it yet, but it's ready to rock. Um, let's see. Picked up a 760R from Allen last week. Had one for sale. Um, so I'll have put one in both Diablos. That's pretty cool. That means I'm selling my all my 750R or my 750s. Um, what else did I get done? Got to go last weekend and fly the Oxy a little bit. Um, that was fun. And a bunch of guys that showed up at the field, not a bunch or several of us. Um, at the same time, we had some fun with a new guy who showed up that, uh, had gotten a, uh, older, um, Align 500, one of the, uh, original, and what, what version were those? They were, um, what the 500 E or was it the 500 E or the ESP, wasn't it? 500 ESP? ESP. Oh, it was yeah, the ESP, the one that was like 425 millimeter blades. Um, that was in a little bit tough shape. We got him going, though. Um, what was kind of cool about that was he decided to fly or get the new Spectrum um, flight controller. And uh, I got to play with that a little bit and get one of those going. That was kind of cool. Um, he did, you know, manage to have a little trouble shortly after we got it flying and it's not flying right now, but he'll get going. And uh, 
he had he was it was it was fun helping him get going. Um, man, I am not talking very good tonight. What the heck? No diet coke. More Marlboros in your mouth. Um, diet. No diet. No. <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, let's see. Oh, and then I've been starting to put together a bunch of stuff to sell because there's some stuff I want to buy. And so you guys will see some stuff popping up for me here for sale here pretty quickly, if not already. Are you selling your spot on the podcast? <laughs> I'd have to get something for it, and I don't know that other guys want to hang out with you for very long. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's got to be, what, three or four hours a week? Or, what, three, <laughs> a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd shoot myself, too. Um, <clears throat> no. <laughs> I don't mind you guys. I'll stick around uh, if you'll have me. But um, stabby, I don't stabby. Know else because I've been, you know, I I uh, have some new contacts coming. That's kind of exciting. I'm, uh, that uh, may help my vision. Um, there's some some hope for that. So I'm waiting for those to get here. On a kind of more serious note, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Those should be here this week. I'm excited about that. Um, otherwise. Dude, I don't have much in the hobby-wise going on. You know, a lot of work, and we've been really super busy at work and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's been dominating my my weeknights. That's for sure. <clears throat> yeah, mine too. And yeah. I mean, just the week has been really busy. Not leaving a lot of time for other stuff. Um, but that's the main things. Um, I have been doing some trying to evaluate some mics and stuff that I want to play with for the podcast, but. That's a future thing. Um, other than that, I can't think of much else. So, Shaggy, you going to go? So, um, a lot went on in the past month or so. Uh, so, yeah, they visited the past, the past month. Um, went to, to, to Nats and then, of course, followed by Urcha. Uh, worked on my PPL, my private pilot's license. I did a lesson actually less than a week ago. I don't know. It was like a few days ago. And I got another one coming up later this weekend. I'm starting pattern work. And so basically just, mm. you know, flying the pattern, doing a takeoff, flying around the pattern, mm-hmm. uh, going the downwind and the um, final hold and then entering, you know, then of course landing and stuff like that and doing it all over again. And uh, it's so really Are you, are you doing all the talking to the tower and all that stuff or? Well, one, we don't have a tower, so it's just um, uh, communicating around the area. Uh, and two, I'm doing it mm-hmm. on the ground, but I'm not doing it in the air. So for takeoff, I'm doing it, but my instructor doesn't feel doesn't want me to do it in the air because it's another. It's a he thinks it's a distraction, and yes, it will be a distraction. He said I need to focus on what right. I'm doing, you know, with the aircraft before I start thinking about what I need to say. So. Once I understand what right. I need to do, then I'm going to start, you know, doing all the um the radio um all the radio right. work and stuff. So yeah, right now it's just focusing on 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 the uh, the pattern work, on the actual takeoff and landings. Uh, haven't done a landing by myself yet, but I've come close. It's been to like it's the flare. I, I can get all the way to the point where the flare, the flare. I still have to. He still helped me out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably can do it, but I think, you know, because the instructor, you know, he, he wants to make sure I am ready. So he's kind of coached me on to it. I think I could do it, but I'm just going to let him 
whenever he thinks I'm ready, then I'll I'll be ready. But uh, it, it's it's the powder works fun because yeah, they're constantly doing something. You're mm-hmm. not just flying, a, you know, holding the heading and just going there. And they're like, okay, let's do a 180 turn, go straight, and we'll do another 90, right. go straight. You hear you that, know? Steve? Pattern's fun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah, I, I I've been having a blast doing that. Uh, also, I, during Urcha, actually, after Nats, during Urcha, I did get a, um, I'm kind of going recent to backwards, but I got a, uh, I finally got another Contronic Pyro Motor for my, uh, E7SE. So now my logo and my E7SE both have all Contronic. Uh, it's the Pyro 750-50. It's actually my first brand spanking new Kumari fanboy. Hey, hey. Like I just let me finish. Or as I was talking, I said it's my first brand. <coughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first brand new Contronic product. Brand new. First one. Uh all my other ones are That's used. That's awesome. So That's kind of cool too, because I've also got a pyro motor that I'm putting in my Diablo. And I'm selling all that crap so I can afford somehow. I have to sell a lot of shit to be able to get a Calibri. So you're left nut. I know. <laughs> you're old Mom's enough. Rubber. You don't. You don't need them anymore. <laughs> they make testosterone <laughs> supplements. Yeah, Monty's rubbing that bitch right off. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. Good, well, how do you rub nuts stone. off? Good luck, Stone. Just rub it until. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh uh so mushy. Uh, it's cuz it's old. Uh, okay, back to my week. Like unripe fruit. <laughs> it's a raisin. It's either unripe or when they're dried and shriveled. Hey, it's all about slapping. Let's go. Hello dear. Swing. <laughs> Ow my, <laughs> Ow, my kneecap. Ow, my balls. Ow, my kneecap. Slapping around. Never mind. Slap, Let's go. Slapping leather. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, so pretty much I just didn't do a whole lot of flying. Um, I kind of did one flight for Nats before I went. And that was just to set up the Contronic, uh, the Cosmic Gov. Uh, right now, I can hear Angel going, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, so, eh, I didn't do a whole lot of flying, but, uh, mostly, yeah, mostly just, I'm done! Yeah, that's it! Go for it, Monty. You freaking Dairy Queen drive through. Okay, attic. what have I done since the last recording? Outside of the Jamboree and Nationals and Speed Cup, uh, I did a little bit of flying last no weekend before last. I went out to the field, got some flights, um, played around, saw some friends. I walked through a soy soybean field looking for a friend's helicopter, mm. only for him to realize after he walked around there for an hour, he could go to a menu screen and get a DB level of how close he was to his helicopter, and uh, the V bar pretty much pointed him in the direction he needed to walk. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He walked way away from that helicopter I'm looking for <laughs> it, though. <laughs> um, 
had some nice long conversations with, with some friends, catching up on things and, and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what I think the other thing is, you know, we've definitely heard it in the Free Fall show. We've, you know, we've been making it a point to join their Friday. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. I meant to, meant to mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their Friday Sim sessions. Um, I yeah, keep hearing. Fun. Yeah, I keep hearing the Heliheads and the Full Pole School, and I keep meaning to get out and do it, but. Uh, my mind's such a scatter right now on things. I I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I keep not getting. I keep not doing the things that I want to do, but I end up doing the things I need to do, or just the things <laughs> that just happen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck that just meant? <laughs> Can you say that again, faster or slower? Uh, faster. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if wood could <laughs> chuck a wood? <laughs> How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? There we go. <clears throat> uh, Cortana usually congratulates me for saying that very clearly and quickly. Um, mm. uh, no, right now, I mean, uh, uh, summer's coming to an end. I have another contest at the end of October. Uh, my plan after after everything is to uh, get some more practice in. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to work on some stuff. And uh, so... I need to well, get some more practicing on that. And I'll get to that further once we get to the main topic. Um, what else have I been doing? Oh, I started shipping out the uh, uh, unsold Urcha 2020 t-shirts. Huh? So those are up for sale. That's probably like a heli news thing. Those mm-hmm. are for sale on the Urcha website if you guys want them. It's uh, Urcha website, PayPal, 20 bucks. Cover shipping. I ship them. Mm. So... That's been that. Uh, I guess we'll just move it kind of in heli news and event coverage. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Um, as I said, I'm selling the extra shirts. Uh, by the Hopefully by the time this episode's out, there's something for you to buy. There may not be. There's only – I started 52. I think I'm down to 47 shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked today. I haven't, I haven't looked at what the total is today. Somewhere in the 40s. Um, what else is there? Ah, Nick Maxwell products. So Nick Maxwell has been uh, getting more active on his website. He's got a cool, lot of cool things on there as far as reading goes. When we mm-hmm. read about nitro tuning and, and other things, he's got that on there. But he's gotten two new products to market. One of them is one that we've bet against year after year since he started designing it, and that is Mike DiPaolo's <laughs> Uglow. <laughs> he's beat our expectations finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's not even here to talk about it and he's not even here to talk about it and we gave him a ton of grief and a video just actually went out today from uh oh ryan zanow uh showing mm-hmm. showing behind the scenes as mike was putting them together that was <laughs> uh yeah uh i haven't uh, seen that yet i have to go find it yeah it just it just hit facebook today yeah um yeah, I know. I I got I was in the trailer a few times when they were putting it together. When he was putting it together, and he had his his QC his QC minions, uh, you know, putting things together, you know, putting things in packaging. Mm. Or or when or when a bunch of us at Nats had to fold header cards in half. <laughs> <laughs> we got through that pretty fast, though. Uh, that's um, good. I'm glad yeah. you got it out. It is. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I don't remember how many he put out. I think about 50 of them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the next item that uh, I know Shaggy and I are having a lot of fun with is Nick's new blades, the Revo 715 millimeter main blades. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> he he had enough to sell at the Jamboree, and uh, uh, both of us got our hands on a set. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I got to fly my first time on Wednesday, and I went out with Nick, and I flew him, and I was grinning ear to ear instantly. I think no. I did mine on Thursday. So what is what is different about the blades? I know they're faster. Yeah. Um, but explain to us. What it is that's making these blades so fast? How, you know, what has he done that's different than what he's done in the past? And, you know, what? It, how fast are you guys' speeds are you really getting out of them? Because, you know, he was talking about some really fast rotation speeds. First up, hang on, Monty. Can you handle the truth? Can I handle the truth? Yeah, to Rich. Nope, Can can't. you handle the truth? <laughs> what? On the rotation speeds, can you handle the truth? Oh, uh, so Nick has down on his website that the blades can attain uh, 425 degrees per second of continuous, uh, I want to say continuous flip. Um, Not off center. Isn't that going to depend a lot on the helicopter? It's going to depend on the helicopter and just uh, what you're set up to fly. Um, head speed, yeah. <laughs> uh, never before has a blade been so stable with a sustainable 425 plus degrees per second rate of rotation. Yeah, so he's not calling it a flip. No, he's calling it rotation. But right. yeah, rotation is, rotation is, is, <laughs> rotation means both. Right. Yeah. Um, to your question, Rich, you know, the obvious thing when you first take a look at them, uh, whether it's a picture or you actually get to put a set in your hands, is you'll notice that the blade root is longer than any other blade root you've seen. Um, so there's there's <clears throat> there's no real airfoil where that root's at. And that root is, I think, almost three to f- three, three or four inches longer than most any other root out there in the market. Right, so what you're talking about is the space between the bolt and where the blade actually starts. Where the air, yeah, where where the airfoil of the blade would start. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next that uh, you know, you you can't see it, but is where the CG is at. Um, mm-hmm. The one I have been able to measure is a span wise, and it's quite clear that the span wise CG is inside of center. Which mm-hmm. would make this blade, uh, while it weighs, um, I think it weighs between two ten and two fifteen. I think I think mine's about two thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't it doesn't act much like other two hundred and fifteen gram rotor blades. And when I say two fifteen, I'm talking about per blade. Because that's my I mean, my spins weigh two thirteen. They do. Uh, your spins do, but so do rails and right, right. you know everything else on market. And I would say the spins are not the norm either. Right. Yeah. They act like like the V blades, but they they hold more head speed than or or they have more mass than the V blades. Yeah, they're they're heavier than V blades. Um, 
Yeah, V-blades were nice because they were light, which means they got off center quick. But this, I would say, I wouldn't say they act like it. I would say they go way beyond it. Well, like V-blades I mean is, is, is scratching at the door of where these things are running away. On. Right, <laughs> right. But I mean, like these, these are able to, they're they're quick and responsive, like the V-blades are. But they have more inertia to it. They have more mass. They they're able to. You know, they don't get beat up a lot. They are able to hold solid and and and, and be true, but they can still flip and, and, and react quickly like the V-Blades. Yeah, I mean the V-Blade wasn't exactly what you would refer to as a as a as a you know a blade that tracked well down the field. It yeah. would it would be unstable, so it wasn't a blade you'd gonna go, you know, do speed cup with. This you could. Yeah, whereas this, yeah, you can. Um so yeah, I mean the obvious thing is the center of gravity, uh, the center of gravity and the much larger root. Um, he does have a bit of a swept tip on it, but unlike his previous helix blades, the tip does not advance forward of the of the blade itself. So right, that 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 blade is flat on front. Um, hmm. I like I said, they had me grinning ear to ear. I I turned up, you know, one of the one of the advantages I have with my flight controller is I can tell it how many degrees per second I want. Um, I don't, and it doesn't mean I'm turning up the, you know, it doesn't mean I'm telling it that it needs to deflect the swash more beyond what it's already set in a separate swash setting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I turned mine up to 360 degrees and continuous, they attain it on my, on my Diablo at 1800. Um, off center, I've actually mentioned, I've actually measured speeds uh, past that off center. I think I measured at one point three hundred eighty-one degrees on my setup. So um, is that is that a tumble or is that a roll? That was doing? that was a roll. I did a roll. The, I did a roll at that, and I've done it, and I've done flips at that. Um, the the interesting thing is me just flying around because I haven't done like a full on review. It is me just flying around on my right. lower head speed of like sixteen hundred. Uh, they're still hitting, you know, between 340 and 360 at my lower head speed on my 700 Diablo on 12S. Wow. <laughs> um, however, cool. the the blades, I wouldn't say they, they they don't they don't act funny, but that's where you get into this area of, you know, I'm running low head speed and the model's moving extremely fast. Don't be surprised if you have to give stick input. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't be surprised Mike. you have to give stick input because you're moving really fast and you have a low head speed. And, of course, you well, run the head speed up and, and some of those things disappear. Well, are you talking about a leading edge stall or are you talking about just that you, you're you going to have to fly like, it, do pilot like, stuff? You have to do pilot stuff. One of the things I, I ran into with running the lower head speed is the model will uh, start um, – it, it starts acting tail heavy. It will start to go backwards a bit when I'm doing in-place rolls. Uh-huh. Um the blades just going really fast, and I'm not really tuned for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned the controller up. And, uh, I got to catch up. I got to catch up. I got to catch up. Cue to head speed and went for it. <laughs> <laughs> Out of that, I have modifications no. done to my Diablo that are <sighs> geared for my um, my heavier blades. Mm-hmm. So I would say my heavier and and all about stability F3C blades is is what my heli's tuned for. So I just slapped the blades on, turned the turned the uh, flip and roll rate up, and went for it. <laughs> you didn't change the you didn't lower the gain or anything? Nope. Hmm. 
nope, I went for it. <laughs> um, that's that's pretty cool. So they didn't feel unstable. They didn't feel like they moved really quick off center to the to a point that you didn't feel. If you were used to a stable blade, did these make you feel? Would they make you feel uncomfortable, or were they still stable until you pulled the stick back and wanted them to move? You know, you know what I, you know what I mean. I, I don't would, know if I'm describing that really. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. And and my answer would be kind of like you are you are a young man who's all of a sudden figured out you have superpowers like the Flash. And <laughs> 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 be like, oh my god, that was quick. And it's not like that scared me. Be like, that was quick. <laughs> one of the one of the jokes I've said to to uh, a few people is I might be able to be a smack pilot after all. I heard that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, um, I was like, for those who've flown with me, I'm not usually a, a you know pop lock smack kind of guy. I I do my pattern stuff and. You know, my, my, my version of freestyle, which you could call, you know, you could call sport or old man 3D or whatever it be. But no, I, I like I was doing a, a side in elevator TikTok and I was darn near keeping the tail case in place mm. at at like, I think about 1750 head speed, 1750, 1800 head speed. Like it was popping like a 2100 head speed. Oh. Huh? Uh, 2100 2200 i was like this is fun this is just this is just fun this is a riot so now these are handmade blades right i mean isn't that one of the things he was talking about was they're a, a hand laid up blade with um they're not two piece right they're, Correct. they're <laughs> folded over yep 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 there's, uh, there's some unique some new some unique building techniques as 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 vic has done in past blades that we've purchased from him yes it's a single Single piece of carbon fiber folded over. It's not two pieces yeah. molded together. Um, yeah. So, which is which? One looks really nice, and two, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I'd give it a two. I know uh, it, it seems to always help an airfoil, but I don't know how. You know, it's mm -hmm. got an airfoil. I mean, we've talked in the past to Nick about thick and thin airfoils, and and what pilots want to see and like. Mm -hmm. Um. Because one of the things that I found instantly funny about these was that my timing was way off on my collective for the flip and roll rates I was achieving. And and I quickly got that in one, you know, in a moment I quickly got that all timed back up. But like I could I could I could be doing a dive out of the sky and pull elevator to flatten the model, instantly pop collective and the model stopped. It just stopped. It was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Like, if you go across the field and pull a wall, model stops. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, like the timing came together a lot better for me and it just stopped. It did, it did what I wanted when I wanted it and it did it fast, which was really cool. Hmm. But that's true. So, how many pairs did he sell or how many sets did he sell? I don't know. Uh. I don't know. Now is he expecting them back in stock soon, or yes. do you know? Or? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, At an affordable price tag of hit it, Monty, hundred forty-five dollars plus whatever shipping is and tax. <laughs> uh, Let's just oh say yeah, it does tax I, as well. I I picked you know we picked ours up by you know at Urcha, but it still was a hundred fifty-eight bucks. Yeah. I. 
Is it a $158 grin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. Also, I, go. I do want to add in, I am worried because I am overspeeding my competition heli now because it sounds cool. He he is taking a piss with his E7. It's an oh unreasonable li- taking of liberties from that E7 because he's either going to beat <laughs> the hell out of it, just grinning ear to ear, or he's going to put it to the ground, grinning ear to ear. <laughs> and, and then be like, oh, crap. Now I have no Whoopsie. competition model, and I just destroyed a $158 set of blades. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's a little bit more expensive, but typically we're not – I mean, look at a set of – they're, they're the most expensive rotor blades in the market. Well, not really. They, but they may be, but a typical set of 700s are 120 to 140 bucks. Ah, uh, no. They're not really. typically out of whack. Well, BTXs are I, 140 bucks. They started at 160 and, and they I, I 140. Just, right. And the ones I just bought were $121 a set. Switch blades? Yeah. You know. But, but, but typical, like Switch and. I didn't buy. They're, well, I didn't get. They're not Swifts. No. Swi- I mean, I'm, Switches. What are you talking about? Oh, spin blades. Sorry. Yeah, I bought spins yeah. are one hundred and twenty-one dollars. Yeah, but, but like switch and rotor techs, you're looking, at, you're looking at about a hundred to a hundred and about a hundred. But rotor techs are what one hundred and twenty, one hundred fifteen. The hell are you talking about? For oh yeah, you, you might be right about that. Uh, but like switch are ninety to a hundred. Yeah. Um. Rails are like a hundred and I think they're a hundred and twenty for the seven. They're a hundred and twenty one, yeah. hundred and twenty two, something like that. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, you, you you're about right around the hundred twenty dollar range. What I'm saying is, is they're not, it's not, they're not unreasonable, especially they, if they put that big a grin well, on think, your face. The thing is, what they do and the way they are made makes that's what makes it worth it. That's what makes the price seem more reasonable is the fact they are handmade, they're made in the U.S. and the way they also perform. Is unlike any other blade I've ever seen. So they're made in the U.S., not in China. Yeah, that's awesome. Good old pre-preg carbon fiber. That's awesome. So is Nick making these, or is, are they being Vic, made for him? No, Vic. Vic of V. Oh, Vic. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Vic. Yep, Vic makes them. You know, I was you know, I was with Monty a couple weeks ago, and. Uh, you know, we were setting up my 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 uh, E7 with the new motor in it, and I had those blade those blades on there, and I tested them out at Urcha and felt a difference. But also, the air is is thinner at Urcha than that at Muncie than it is not, here. So not really, not really. There was a difference though. Uh, yeah, you're talking a few hundred feet, but not a thousand. Yeah, but I felt a difference. Sure. Yeah, so, when you're hovering or something, it's you can be told, but not that big. So, I, so we go with the settings, and and and, and I'm kind of getting worried because Monty's wanting me to jack up my settings to like from like 200 and well, what did I have set for 240 foot degrees? 260. Per roll? I had 260, 240, 260, 260, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, which is I don't need anything faster than that on my E7, and he's like, ah, uh, go 370. I was like, huh? I didn't take you to 370. Well, you hit at least 360 or something. You were getting off-center speeds up there, but as we slowed it down, you were you were doing continuous at about 330. Still, though, Shit. I I was I just was blown <laughs> Only away that that model was able to handle it. <laughs> 
I still have PTSD from boom striking that thing in 2017. Uh, that's the bigger thing. You got PTSD. Yeah. The the interesting thing is is they flex span wise, but they're yeah. very rigid in a cord wise. Parabolical flex. Mm. Yeah, parabolic flexing blades. They and, you know, and it, it's 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 actually really cool how they flex because you know like the root is solid, obviously. But, you know, you go halfway to the blade and that's where your flex is at. Well, well, it's not even halfway because if you measure halfway yeah. from your blade bolt to the tip of the blade, that's where most blades, you know, do a lot of, you know, their flexings at, you know, the midway between the point of contact and the very end of it. Whereas these blades, since the root is like six inches, the flexing happens further out. Yeah. 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 Overall, um, though, the blades are just, they're unlike anything else out there and... They are the best performing blades I've I've ever seen. I mean, they're just they're fun. Yeah, if they can make Monty a smack pilot, then they can do wonders for anybody. <laughs> These are magic blades. Not not night magic blades, magic blades. They don't cost four hundred bucks. There's just this envision of Monty doing, you know, smack Ugh. on the deck. I just it, Death Metal. Yeah. yeah. We don't Something need that. like in terms of like hell freezing over and you know, you know uh, the seas parting to, and you know just to stick up for myself, there was a fun fly <laughs> where I did do aileron TikToks in the soy and was cutting soy. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, I did it. I, I, did, it out, you... I did it out back at at uh, at, 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 at Thornburg and um, wait a isn't minute, isn't that the one that you put it in the ground? It was the same. It was the same. Fun fly, the same, oh, but not the same, same, flight. same night, but not the same flight. Gotcha. I yeah. think that was 2016, I think. Uh, I think. Or being it, it was my E7, 2015. Uh, 2016 would make sense. Maybe because 2015. It was 20, that, yeah. yeah, I was at 2017, so that was that was the year before I went. Yeah, because Todd Bennett was on the mic, and he was throwing left, right, left, right at me, and I was mm. – I was I did it. My The, the re, big reason why I don't do a lot of stuff close to the ground is because I know my inconsistency. And mm-hmm. inconsistency is the, you know, the difference between, oh, that was cool. Well, that ended bad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the helicopter gets a few feet off of where you wanted it to be. And I know my inconsistency, so I just – I'm not going to tease the ground. Uh, getting the model to fly like it was is not a fun job. Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing I want to mention about these blades, though, you're definitely going to have to lower your, your head gain. Um, yeah, well, Nick, Nick showed compared to some of us that his, his gain was a few points lower, but yeah, it wasn't, yeah. it's not like you need to swing it a hundred points or something or. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, then that'll be zero. I'm happy. I've got to take them off yeah. the heli though and put my F3C blades back on. I need to be practicing <laughs> F3C, not my, my pretend dreams of smack, yeah. smack, uh, pretend uh, dreams. <laughs> my pretend dreams of smack pilot, uh, master. I can, see I can see it now. Mow down. Monty shows up, you know, the music starts slow motion walking, puts his helicopter down the line. Everybody's watching. And all of a sudden it's like, Freaking paraflips on the deck, four inches off the ground, <laughs> dragging the tail blades. Smack, you know, 
<laughs> walls standing three inches off the ground. Everybody's eyes are like, who the f*** is flying? It ain't mine. <laughs> Who's behind the truck in the back? He turns around. Right? <laughs> Who's holding the radio? The music. He, he comes down, does a small auto, lands. Then the slow motion starts with the music starting again as he walks and picks up his helicopter and holds it up over his head. No, no, no. Yeah. He just grabs his dun, model. Dun, dun, dun. He just grabs his model, doesn't even say anything, walks right into a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, what the fudge was that? Oh, shit. Okay, now the pretend time is over. <laughs> yeah, really, no. No, no, that's Marty up there in the clouds. Watch him go. I can see that. Um, oh, that's cool, man. I'm glad you guys are liking this. They, um, they sound really cool. I think they're going to be a popular blade once he gets them in stock again. Yeah, he says he's doing mm. a monthly, and you know, he just sold the bunch. He just sold his batch at the beginning of August. Sure. Mm. Now, I guess we're waiting for September, which isn't too far away. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's um, cool. What's the if next? You don't thing? get a set by the time we uh, fly together, um, Rich. Uh, you can use my set. I don't care. Go for it. Send it. Mm. Just don't crash. We'll see. I got to be able to see first, but that's that may be happening. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be great. I've got some. I've got some high hopes. As long as they don't get dashed. Hey, these blades are fast enough. You could just do it right there in front of your face. You won't have to see shit. They'll be right there. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bigger surprise for me to do it than you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we'll see. Next section. Yeah. Next. Listener questions. I didn't get any. Not even from Gray Eagle. Uh, I can invite him to the chat, though. God, no, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the patience for that shit right now. Uh, um, All right, then, moving on. Listener feedback. Into greatness. Oh, shut up, Shaggy. Shut up, Shaggy. Listener feedback. One of our listeners uh, jumped on Discord and asked us a question. Uh, He was asking about annual maintenance. He said one of the things he was curious about was servos. He had just just experienced a servo stop working. Um, The model didn't get killed, but uh, he caught it. uh, He caught on to it, and the model landed fine. So his question was – his question was – His question was. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. Hi, guys. A listener question relating a recent podcast about annual maintenance. What about servos? It just happened to be a servo stopped working. It gets power, holds position, but doesn't move. Or only does it sometimes. Luckily, landing was fine. And we wondered with friends at the field for uh, about servos lifetime. It looks like the potentiometer might be worn. I'm getting new servos soon, but I'm puzzled how to avoid this problem in the future. Just replace them after some number of flights or what to do with this? The servo in question had eight to 900 flights on it. I'm not going to mention the model of servo. I'm not going to drag a company in this. And, and they said, it isn't really a problem to replace it, but I'm really scratching my head about how to prevent such, a, such kind of a problems in the future with some preventative maintenance. Hmm. So... Um, one listener wrote, so that, that question came from a listener who goes by the name of Eric, A-R-E-K. Don't know his actual name. 
Um, one listener says, from time to time, especially after a crash, I test a servo by moving it and trying to create resistance by hand uh, by hand to get some load on the servo. Also, moving servo slowly to identify small errors on the pots. Um, by the way, he says he's also a listener. So, thanks for the feedback. Yeah, I know many of us after a crash will swing the servo around, make sure that it still moves or doesn't do something stupid or sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I brought up is I'd seen pilots do, and uh, and actually I'll bring it up when I give you some of their feedback on this. Um. I had asked if he was flying an electric or a nitro model. He said he was doing an electric. Um, he's mm-hmm. he got a lot of flights on the servos. Now well, let's get into my email because I went out to some folks that I've seen doing various practices, and I just straight up asked him, "What do you do?" Oh gosh, I got to open Outlook. <laughs> <laughs> I actually close it down during the show because, well, it's checking for email, and I don't need that. Mm-hmm. But I want to have these emails open because I don't want to misstate some of the things that were given to me. Um, one thing I know is years ago, uh, Kyle Dahl's father brought it up that they replace servos after a thousand flights. Doesn't matter. They just replace them. Which, at a thousand flights, I'm not sur- sure the servos owe you anything more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. So, uh, one friend of mine, uh, he labels servos, um, and, and two of our friends, uh, confirmed it, uh, labeling servos used to be much more critical when we're flying on nitro models and the servos were, were, do, were, were, were in operating in rougher conditions with, you know, an internal combustion engine vibrating the hell out of everything. Servos have come a long way since then. Um, so the labeling activity, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm really labeling it. Um, this pilot says he tends to look at the servos 24 to 36 months. And at that time frame, he'll make a decision and, and possibly replace them. He says he's gone as far as 60 months if a model's not used that much. Um, being the servos have gotten better, uh, they they it's not that big. Some things he looks for, if they start to show gear backlash, um, so if your backlash grows on a servo, it might be time for that servo to, to uh, be replaced as it might be suffering either worn out gears, which are replaceable, or you're about to have a motor fail. Uh, much more notable guy. I'm not going to mention names. Um, he says, they, you know, uh, there's no real hard numbers about mean time between failures. Um, that's a term that, you know, probably three of the four of us are familiar with, <laughs> I know power supplies and other computer components when you get to servos have a mean time between mm-hmm. failure um, rating. DePaulo, with his electrical engineering background and the operation stuff, he also knows that well as well. <laughs> he brought up the best point of this. The best approach to use uh, is to uh, push on the servo. And if it bounces back at you when you push on it with your finger – that servo's got a potentiometer that's going. So, hmm. for example, power up your model, put your put your swash at mid stick. It doesn't really matter, and push down on on that linkage. If it pushes down and then pushes back up, and I'm not talking like push on it like it owes you money. I'm saying just push on it. If it pushes down and then pushes back up, the potentiometer inside of it's wearing out. 
Eh. It could be gear slop as well, honestly. Well, gear slop d- acts differently, and so they brought this up to Paulo. Gear slop will oh, push yeah, and it stop. Depends. It depends on where they have the uh, the pot connected. But you're right. Yeah. So most of the guys and how they do this, they expect it to push and stop. If it pushes and stop, you're dealing with gear slop. If it if it yeah. if you push and then it stops and then pushes back, your potentiometer is likely going. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> And the vast majority of servos out there, yeah. Yeah. Um, this pilot also brought up is is if is if servos can't tolerate like so for example your tail gain if it can't tolerate the gain that it used to, and you find gear slopping, it's probably time for new gears. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, the motors, since we've all got brushless motors, the motors generally last forever. The potentiometer is the item that's going to go. That's it. Um, yeah, that was the feedback. That's cool. Yeah. Um, main topic. Dun 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 dun. No no no. I'm gonna server mute him in a moment. Let's get this started. So, you know, summer officially ends in the month of September. Granted, it's not September yeah. yet, but we're less than a month away from it being officially autumn. Already. Already. So uh, I think we wanted one to go over what we've done uh, this summer. Um, and then kind of go over some of the events we've been to. Some of them. <laughs> some of them. If we hadn't done them already. One of them. One. Two. two. Yeah. One place, two, two events, three events. One place, three events. Yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. One for me. Well, well, two for the whole year. Okay, okay, okay. You don't have to say okay. Okay. Uh, and then uh, talk a little bit about what we've got planned as we go into the fall. Y'all going to want to listen to this. Yeah. Or you can just stop now like you always do and don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what we did this summer, I'm going to go first because I'm probably going to be really short on this. Uh, I did a lot of F3C practice as uh, we went from spring into summer. And then right in the middle of July, I just got tired of flying. So, I started flying my Oxy-2 a lot because I've been busy flying figure eight patterns. Getting back to more of the basic orientation stuff. Hammering in Mm -hmm. just, you know... Hammering in, you know, flying, just just doing the stuff. Uh, because from my perspective, it's had a positive result in my flying. As the, you know, even with F3C, there's still corrections that need to be made. You need to be able to make them at odd orientations and times and places. So, mm-hmm. you know, practice with the Oxy 2 has been a lot of fun. I did do a tandem, did do a tandem during the Jamboree with Nick Maxwell with my Oxy 2. Oh. And the exhaust and his exhaust coated my model, and then his rotor blades pushed my model at the ground. 
My was he using his Diablo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out there flying. Nobody with got this on video. Is it on video? Oh, no, I was trying to get it on video, but it was too late. Uh, by the time I got it on, by the time I started recording, he was already done. Yeah. Oh man, I know it was funny as hell. That would have been funny. It was, but uh, I mean, you know, because he's out there flying. I was like, I, I'm like, I'm flying. You know, he's flying. He's like, yeah, man, fly, fly. So we're just out there flying at center stage. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of practice. Then I stopped in the mid of July with practices. I just kind of had enough. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, fly my oxy two, having a blast with it again. Thank you, Shaggy and Apollo for helping me get that thing together and helping me, re- hey. and helping me repair it. Hey, I offered <laughs> too far away, man. Thank you for your no, long distance support. Jeez, thank you. For, I offered. Thank yeah. you for your long distance support. There were several times that just send that bitch to me. We'll get it together. I know yeah, there was, <laughs> and and I didn't bring it with me to because I still didn't had it when I came down to visit you. No, no actually, you I did uh-huh. have it. I was finished. I did have it because I flew. I flew six mm-hmm. batteries the next day at a. It was finished by then. It was finished by the time I went to What's Dragon to Dragonfly. Yeah, we just didn't mess with it between everything that happened. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, I've been having fun with that one. Um as the summer's coming to a close, I gotta get back into practice. Uh I got a contest coming up. And um I think I think I think uh, you know, get some flying and get some flying in and I, I hope to show some improvement with the next contest or just have fun. <laughs> So it's uh it's been a fun summer. Um, it'll be a fun summer. I'll I'll probably talk about some of the things I would consider fun or a positive note for my summer as we get into events soon. So someone else. Oh, mine'll be fairly short too. Yeah. Um, let's see, because my eyes started acting up at the beginning of the summer. Um, you know, right right after first of the year. Um. You know, I haven't done a lot of flying. I've done a lot of hovering. You know, we started setting up the Diablos and stuff at the beginning of the year. I put the two put the two Diablos together. Uh, you know, spent a lot of time hovering and you know, just but that's basically all I did. Other than I got some time in on my Oxy too, and finally got an inverted figure eight flown with it, and um, you know, that's all been really fun and challenging and all that stuff. Um, you know, spending time at the field with the, my usual couple of guys that I hang out with at the field and, you know, doing the whole social distancing thing. I've gone to no fun flies this year, which is really, really weird for me. You know, I mean, it's, and I usually hit all of the ones in the east and southeast every year. And um, I haven't hit any of them this year and even the ones that we've had and all because of the COVID. Thing, Actually, you know this I mean? year it's, you hit one fun fly. What did I hit? Um, chill out. Oh well, I did go to the chill out, but that was before. That was pre-COVID. You're right. Absolutely. It was. It was pre. It was pre us admitting there was COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with that. But yeah, you're right. I did hit. I did hit that chill out. So yeah, I did hit one this year. Yeah. Um, and depending on what happens with the you know work, I may not make the uh, mow down, which is what I'm trying to do. Unfortunate. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to depend on whether they lift the whole 
can't leave the state or you got to take two weeks off if you leave the state type you know, you know i don't want to drag us too far into this but i had a discussion with my yeah. boss today and he basically said if you're in pov and you're camping outside and or you're staying with uh, like family in like less than 10 people uh-huh. um my 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 customer and my employer is like that doesn't really require anything it requires a, a five days basically five days yeah, you that's... stay out and got no symptoms make yourself back to work but like if you stay in a hotel or something then yeah the, you're they want the 14 days want still. the 14 days um yeah see the cdc's come down and said that that's no longer a requirement for crossing state lines you know it's not or no longer a yeah they're talking about uh hot spots yeah right yeah right and uh i don't know we'll see what they do yeah i'm hoping that they lift it so i can go. yeah because i will go if they lift. yeah it. hopefully um, hopefully it'll be cool if you could throw some influence at it but i get it, you can't because you work for a larger company right. and yeah there's not much i can do about yeah. it and uh i mean my boss is not the, is not the bad guy here at all. no he's not you know, so it's He's, he's really awesome about stuff. Um, it's just the policy, and because I've got responsibilities in the plant, I just it's hard to take a chance on it. Yep. Um, but it is what it is. You know, we have had some fun lately, and, you know, you were talking about the discussions, and I've been in a, been several discussions lately about competition with people and model setup, and um, it's it's been an interesting – there's been some pretty interesting discussions about – um, you know, getting people involved in the hobby and getting people involved in competition specifically and some different ideas. You and I had a bunch of discussions. You know, we had one pretty good discussion the other night um, after the after we did the uh, sim session with the uh, Free Fall guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody's it's, – it's, it's really cool kind of see these, you know, these conversations happening. It is. It is. Um, um, I'm really stoked about cause it. I, yeah, because we're all talking about – you know, how can we get people interested and how can we keep them motivated and how can we get them there and competing and, you know, and everybody gives us a hard time about the hovering, but the fact is that there's very little hovering in the whole thing. And um, even in F3C, that's not the major part of what you're doing. It's funny, when, but, you, when you start, you know, you have more hover maneuvers, but as you get to F3C, you only have two. The rest are flying. You got like a whole bunch yeah. of flying. Well, unless you join right. like Schedule but, P and and Schedule F and stuff, then you have. Well, if you're fi- if you're officially flying the F three C class, you got uh, oh dang it, what is it? Seventeen maneuvers to learn. Eighteen. Right. Yeah, seventeen maneuvers to learn because one. Of, well, no, it's not nine and nine; it's eight and nine. Um, mm. and yeah, so that's four hovering maneuvers and then thirteen aerobatic maneuvers. So, right. no, that's 17, 18. Well, yeah, 17. I had it right. God, get me away from these computers. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. But, you know, my comment is it's not about about the hovering and stuff. The conversation has not been about that. The conversation has been, at least the ones I've been involved with, has been much more about how do we get new people coming and how do we keep them coming and what's the incentive? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I know in, in when I've gotten the conversion conversation with you, it's it's um, the two words intrinsic and extrinsic motivators is what comes to mind and what something we need to pay attention to. I've never used either one of those words, but you know them, don't you? <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's cool to see these conversations happening, and and maybe they'll maybe we'll be able to make it go somewhere. Um. 
So, I mean, that's that's been the biggest part of my summer so far. You know what I mean? It's just been a lot of talking and not not enough going to fun flies. And this year's just been so freaking weird with all that shit. Well, and, and yeah, um, with a huge lack of travel, it's been a lot of time of get on the mic, get on the phone, man. Yeah. yeah. Talk to people, yeah. yep. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's been most of my summer. I mean, because there hasn't been a lot of flying, obviously. I've done some building. Yeah. Um. Well, what about what about with but, the, what about with Austin? I haven't you been flying with him lately? Oh yeah, we've been doing Austin. I've done quite a bit. Um, so it seems like a know, good year for Austin this summer. He's been having a great year. You know, he's just he just turned eight last week, and um, so he's got he's the right age now. You know what I mean? He's he's turning into a little man, and nice. He's a lot of fun to be around, and he's you know doing his thing, and flying is part of that, and along with Legos and Minecraft, you know, so. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting year. School, of course, is going to be interesting this year. But mine, yeah, mine have started school. Yeah, Austin has started his too, and we haven't quite figured it out yet. But um, I don't think the school's got it figured out yet. But that's a whole other thing. Um, you know, Austin, he doesn't. You know, I've, I got him a two thirty S. He hasn't. He doesn't know that yet. Um, Ooh, so that he can start flying. Flying helis, huh? But his birthday was last week, and you're waiting. Yeah, I actually did, but I decided I'm going to hold off just a little while longer and surprise him with it. Just randomly, way, I think. Just yeah, randomly. kind of randomly when he's. I think when he can hover, hover um, on the on the sim and keep it in a one place. I think right. that's when we're going to start. But Pop you know, up the, uh, hovering did something center, that was or the hovering, the yeah, ho- the hovering thing on roof light. Yeah, well, t- we may try that. I know that. No, Puda did something with his son. His son's a year older than Austin um, a couple of weeks ago where he got on a buddy box with him and gave him just the collective. And he did everything else. And he took all the pitch out of it. And he was getting it up and down okay. You know, I thought that was kind of an interesting way to start because he was actually, he was doing it on his his, uh, logo 700. And I was like, well, that was a good one to start with. Um, That was pretty cool. I thought, I mean, he, he he said they had a really good time doing it. Um, but I think I'm going to get Austin. So he's hovering on, and he's can already fly around a little bit. His problem is he has no control yet of, of the tail. Um, he doesn't have the concept yet because he's been doing airplanes and kind of yank and bank type of stuff. So, uh, but you know what? He flies drone. I mean, he, you need to create that forward motion. Yeah. And with the drones, he does move them around, but he does it tail in all the time. You know, he doesn't, and if he turns it, he gets he gets out of whack pretty quick. So I'm not sure he's quite ready yet, but he's getting there. I mean, I think he's anyway. He's going to have that. I've got that sitting in here, and um, I'm kind of excited to get that going. So yeah, thanks for asking about that. That was he's he's doing awesome, and it's been fun watching him go through some of this stuff, and um, you know the whole 3D printing thing too. He's been all over that. So you know we designed a parachute drop for it uh, for his airplane to drop parachutes out of and stuff and, uh, printed them all 3d printed that stuff. So it's been, yeah, it's been awesome. Um, and I think that's about most of this year. I know we got some exciting stuff coming up that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, Shaggy, why don't you take it from there? All right. Yeah. So basically throughout the year. So, you know, first fun fly, pre-COVID, which was the chill-out, and we, of course, we've already explained a lot about that stuff. Uh, 
then it's pretty much been uh, a hiatus on fun flies. Just haven't been going too many. Haven't really done much flying this year. Overall, I'm probably a third of my average flying per year uh, of what I normally get out. Which, you know, I'm okay with that. A couple years ago, I was like, gotta get out and fly, gotta fly, gotta fly, gotta fly, gotta get enough, get, gotta get that number increased, you know, gotta get 500 flights a year, you know, I gotta get them out there, I gotta rack them out, I don't care what it is, and I would go out there with my little 180 CFX, and then it became a little fireball out in the, out in the yard, like, before work, just do a flight, or after work, do a flight, you know, just, man, I'll be getting up at six in the morning, go out there, do a flight real quick, and it got to the point where it's just like, it's not, you know, Rob's told me this a long time ago, and I'm not sure if we mentioned it in the show, but things start changing from quantity of flights to quality of flights. Mm-hmm. And this year, especially, I've been using that quality over quantity way more. It's just, you know, because there's not many fun flies going out there. So I actually haven't gone to the airfield, you know, our local club. I've only been out probably three, maybe four times this year, where I normally would go out probably 20 times a year, 20, 25 times a year. Maybe even more than that. So it's been like, do I want to go out there and fly? Eh, eh, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of some other personal business or maybe some other models and try to work on them. And then when there is a good time, like let's say the last, uh, I think it was the last show, last episode we talked about when at our club, where we had like Sherman Martin kind of made this, this, yeah, not a fun fly, but it's just gathering. You know, we had the RCHO guys come up and, and then a few other guys from up north came down. You know, Dan, uh, Renee came, Dan Renee came and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. th- you know, that was – and I was like, that's definitely worth going out. So that right there was quality flying flying time. Um, so that's kind of what has been going in for me throughout the year is, is just that quality uh, flight time. So – and every time I would go out, I would have a lot of fun. Whether it's just going out my uncle's house and doing a flight, that like that challenge, that challenge that on the flight box where you know John Allen said do a waltz, and I, you know it's like okay, that's a quality flight. Let me go out there and did it, do it, and then I did it and stuff. Um, so and then of course uh, another thing was you know I I started my personal private license, you know starting the flight school for that. So I started that in May and I'm at eight point nine hours so far. Uh, a lot more to go, but you know, it's a lot of fun that right there. And and that's kind of, I started that because of multiple things, you know, where right now I'm at the least of my, the, the point I'm at right now, I had the least amount of bills that I probably will ever see for the rest of my life. So this is the time to do that. Cause if I wait any longer and other things happen, you know, life happens, it will never happen. So this is the time to start. And so, you know, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for this year. And, you know, so that was my first fun fly of the year was the, was the shell out. My second fun fly of the year was Nat slash Urcha, which was amazing. Despite the turnout, <laughs> it was amazing. We'll get there in a minute. And, yeah, we'll get there in a minute, but yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, it's not, not a whole lot of flying, but the quality of flights were, were, the big ticket thing for me. That's cool. And also only flying one round before Nats. <laughs> Angel was just screaming again. I'm sorry, Angel. 
Cricket so, noise. DePaulo. Cricket noise. DePaulo. Did you typing. get here? Cracking cooties. <laughs> Dude, that cracking that put you into oh a gosh. clinical depression. That isn't cooties. Yeah, crack a Kraken would give me a clinical depression also. Everyone else was happy, but DePaulo went into depression after his Kraken after after his choice of equipment failed him on his Kraken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pulling that secondary shaft off the one way after I carved some deep grooves into it. That was a good pull. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> There was that. Well, let's just revisit. It's mostly brain plus prototype 760 servos equals sad face. Yeah. Where you have to, uh, you got to kind of like crank the, uh, the rotation speeds up because there's some goofy, as of this time, unless it's been fixed, there's some goofy offset in there. Sounds like someone hasn't updated their brain firmware. No, it's the latest rev that does it. Mm. Mm. And it's repeatable. And I talked to Rick and I talked to uh, Alex Rose and like, yeah, no, that's a little suspiciously too entirely repeatable. So he's going to look into it. It's so what is silly? What is the problem? So you put the servos in 1520 mode, right? Mm-hmm. You tell him you want 280 degrees. You know that your helicopter can easily hit 350 even. Right. You get your 280. You take the same servos, you take the same helicopter in the same gyro, and you flip them, flip the both of them into uh, 760 center pulse mode, and you turn the hertz up to 500. Mm-hmm. You just tell it, I want 580. Too bad, you're getting 210. Mm. So you turn the things up to like 360, 370. I'm just ballparking numbers. I don't know the mm-hmm. exact one right now. And then you get your 280 or your 300. There's a repeatable offset in there somewhere. There's like a scaling uh, coefficient or something's being computed wrong. Maybe it's mm. the dreaded decimals getting turned into integers cast thing that C does so wonderfully. Mm. So it's probably something silly. Uh, what other? Oh, yeah. Well, the 760 servos, those are a thing. MKS, working mm-hmm. with Thomas, an endless harassment. They sent me a set of uh, one-off 760 MKS servos. I think I've covered that in an earlier podcast, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. So those have been That's... fun. They work really well. Um, it is that good when you take a set of those and you turn your shit up to 500 hertz and you try it out. Now I know what all the Futaba people have been uh, screaming about. It's good. <laughs> good make good. It, it, it's good. It's it's more gooder. Mm-hmm. It gives you the it gives um, you the goodies feeling. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> The context of this is the first time I ever flew a heli with 760 servos was Casey's N7 that Robert had just gotten done setting up. Jamie Robertson is standing there with us because I think he was in town for – oh, he was in town for um, working with one of the drone companies, yeah. And uh, I proceeded to actually throw down pretty hard on Casey's helicopter, and there was corn up front, and I was playing with it. Nothing happened to the heli, but uh, I caught it out of the corner of my ear that uh, Jamie's like, Casey mentions like, so would you go that hard? It's like, uh, probably not that hard. It's not mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of enjoyed those, and I was uh, that that started it where I was pushing Thomas like, yo, we need these. I know it's a firmware change, maybe some PID changes, but otherwise it would not be difficult to make these. I already know the servos are programmable. You just got to make it happen. Hmm. 
So uh, it's been all good. Sadly, there was yeah. only one set ever made. So when I went to go ask him for another for the Nitro, I was told tough titties. It was very <laughs> upsetting. So I'm now is he ready. is he making more sets now? I mean, I yeah, saw so you talking about that. Yeah, that's what I was getting that. to. Is, yeah, there's going to be uh, he's going to start out with ten sets to gauge the market because he's still kind of on the fence about whether or not Heli guys will go nuts for these things. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where uh, honestly, I'm just going to hoard my helicopter up and ha- hand it to people and basically be like, yeah, you know, the first one's free, bro. Hmm. <laughs> I'm so, so waiting for that. Let pull. me ask you: Is he going to do it in a in a less expensive set of servos? Uh, are they possible. only going like to be said, available? It's, it's a very easy thing to do, uh-huh. firmware-wise. Here's the catch, though. If you do this on a cheap servo that's not very quick and doesn't have a lot of torque, you're really not going to see a difference. I'm not talking about cheap servos. I'm talking about less expensive than the top of the line $200 piece servo. Um, so I might be able to talk them into like X5s or something like the $100 ones. Right. But again, here's the problem you run into: is if you want to be able to move the servo that quickly, you need the torque to do it. Right. It's not a matter of stall torque or being able to say, yeah, my rotor blades and my splash plate can handle 300 ounce inches. It's instantaneous torque requirements to get that kind of acceleration. Right. So that's where you do actually start running into actually needing significant amounts of torque. I mean, I'm not talking 500, 300 craziness. Right. But you can't have something that's wimpy. Right. And the other thing, the other piece of this is, so your servo can run... It runs a 760 center pulse. Cool. Why does that matter? Because you can run the pulses much closer together, which means a much higher driving frequency. So if your fly barless system can't turn the frequency up, there's really no point. Just buy 1520. The brain, you can set it, I think it's 550 or 500 hertz. Mm-hmm. I know off, I don't know the exact number, but I know the 760R runs servos pretty damn high up there as well in 760 mode. Yeah, Nick has said it does 533. Yeah, so there you yeah. go, right? So there's, there's your benefit. Sadly, as of the recording of this, the when I looked at it, the Spirit can run 760 servos, but it only tops them out at, I think, like 220, so I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Unless there's uh, unless he's really tight on the code, on the chip, it wouldn't be too difficult to just go into the scheduler and crank that up, so long as the control loop can handle it. Probably can, unless he's using a potato for a chip, but I doubt it. <laughs> hey man, I grew up with potatoes. You shut your dirty mouth, you f- yeah. bud. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alexis is the one that should hit me for saying bad things about, but yeah, corn and potatoes. Hit his fucking ass. Get it. Yeah, Get yeah, that yeah. trailer and throw him down the fucking stairs. All fucking concrete step of him. <laughs> oh my god, he's doing it again. I'm saying bad things about the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Corn! That, fuck that, get a hard potato and bury it to his <laughs> ear. <laughs> you guys eat too much ranch. <laughs> so, Mike, set the, uh, let, let's talk about Uglow for a minute, since you didn't get to talk about it earlier, about since it? you weren't here yet. You push the button and it makes the thing hot and your nitro goes vroom. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and your receiver can make it go vroom too, so there's that. You can push the button or use cool. your receiver. What else is special about it? You, <laughs> what else is special about it? You potato hating. F- Why don't you correct all the other um, podcasts out there? Does it have anti chicken dance? Yeah. Anti what? Chicken uh, anti chicken oh. dance. Everybody says it's got anti chicken dance, and we know that that's not probably the case. But you want to explain that? 
Then who has what? Who has anything chicken day? I know uh, Augie. Um, Augie is supposed to have it. Everyone's right, saying that they yours were confusing. Does. I think they. Yeah, they were saying yours does too. And I mean, I'm not sure how he's doing it. Maybe he's blowing the plug up or something. Yeah. Although otherwise, I, I know he had something where he's intercepting. This is all kind of conjecture. No, we're we're, I, I we're asking it. you if yours has it because all the other podcasts no, saying that you do. Yeah. See, there we go. You heard you heard it from here, folks. No, I I just put a spring on it because the thing is, the thing I run into. You either have to find a way to blow the plug up, and I guess if you tested it, it, it might stop the engine from dieseling or running if you burn the plug badly enough. But then, I don't know, you might send bits of plug crap all through your motor. Otherwise, um, I, I guess really the only way to stop the engine is, is generally a chicken dance happens for one or two reasons. Mike Yours, flies into a marker fly. That, that was the one that Mike yes! said was electric. <laughs> Ten gauge wire of awesomeness. <laughs> What did she say? The marker flags. Oh, yeah. It didn't oh. Chicken Dance, I saved that helicopter. Oh, so that's why you could fly it after. Stuff, saved. stuff was bent. It gave me PTSD. Bang, it was <laughs> in half. No, my rotor blade was chopped in half. And it was only like the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Of... It was just the tip. The, the tail blades. The tip. No, the tail blades were gone. I had to order that stuff. Those were 100% gone. Um... No, like when it comes to chicken dance, there's only two things that really cause it. Either your servo arm has broken into eight million pieces, or your receiver battery has been fired off in a moonshot. Right. In which case, electricity ain't gonna help you, bro. Right. So that means that if he does have it, which I think he does, it means he's either doing something with the glow plug to stop the engine, or I don't know. I don't know of any other uh, method of acting on the engine then. Right. But either way, you got to have power to do that. Yeah. So if the receiver battery goes bye-bye, you're kind of hosed. Right. I, I had thought about it. I know Angel had mentioned it like, hey, you should try this. And I kind of sat for a while and I was like, I'm just going to use a spring. Yeah. I like the idea of doing it with a microcontroller and everything else, but it, this is where one of my mechanical engineer friends would come up and smack me on the head and just like, use a spring, dumbass. Yeah. Simple. Although I'm actually genuinely curious now. I might go talk to him like, how'd you make it work? Because I'm, I'm just curious now. Right. Um, but no, I never put it in there. The, the micro glow, the whole point was make it bomb proof, make it cheap, make it somewhat tiny. And take something that was never designed for production and put it into production without being garbage. <laughs> so there was that. I literally made a handful of them for me and some buddies. And then Max was like, can you make 50 plus? You making another <laughs> batch? Um, the answer is yes with an asterisk. Since uh, Maxwell, you brought it up about actually like a non-trivial number of these things. I'm actually about three quarter of the way through redoing it for actual production mm. versus something that's designed to be very cheap and easy to assemble. Whereas this is, this one's designed to be done on a pick and place machine in, in volume. Mm. And it's about 30% smaller, which is, I'm not constrained to a two layer board now. So that helps. Well, that's cool. Boring. 
I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. Yeah. Rage quit. Boring. I got so much rage. Rage quit. Match it. You're losing the crowd. You're losing the crowd. That's true. All right. That'll be a hard no. That'll be a hard no. Uh, I guess the only other somewhat neat thing would be uh, teleprop, flippy, floppy vacuum cleaner noises and uh, oh, yeah. Tim DePerry and others asking me to build random stuff. Yeah, we'll 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 put that in the year end year end review episode where we make our uh, bets on what on what, on what you actually do prognostications <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm all about bucking the curve, man. Lure everyone into making bets and just turn around and be like, "Hey, look, I did it in three days." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so next part of winding down summer nationals. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you guys had some success. You guys had a good time, right? We had a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was fewer pilots this year. A lot of the guys, so many guys we know, a few of them uh, are in their at-risk crowd. So they mm-hmm. th- they are in the at-risk crowd or their significant others in the at-risk crowd. So they didn't attend. It was less pilots than, than I've seen in past years, um, especially considering yeah. this year was team trials. Meaning those yeah. who are flying an F three end and F three C can put themselves in to try out for the US national team. And depending upon their results, they become part of the team. So So did they do F three N too? Uh, F3N was officially sanctioned and uh, sh- um, uh, there was some flying. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't see a whole lot about no, it. No, there wasn't a whole lot about it. Uh, wasn't a whole lot about it. So did they? Did they put a team together? Did they? I didn't see that. Uh, they do have a team together. You would have to. Uh, Gordy posted about it. Um, I saw the F three C team. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, uh, Gordy posted about who the F three N team all all about that is. He's closer into the who's doing the team stuff. Mm. Yeah. So. You competed in F three in, in F three C. Well, let's go with Shaggy first, and then we can get into my okay. area. Okay. Oh shit! You put me on the spot. I wasn't prepared. What? Okay. <laughs> Pay attention, Shaggy. Well, I'll talk about Shaggy's flying at Nats. Shaggy did zero practice. Showed yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, one. Uh, I think he won almost every round he did. I lost one round. He lost one round. Yeah. Um, I zeroed. Oh, oh, oh! Hang on. Before we get to that, I did the exact same thing I did last year. I zeroed out the inverted triangle in the same damn round in the first round in the event. I did that last year. I told myself I wouldn't do that again. What do mm-hmm. I do? I do it again. Yeah. Well, to not do it means you'd have to practice, and practice is what you did not do. So uh, yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> There's your sign. <laughs> Here's your sign. So there were what? It was just you and Angel in advanced, right? There were no sportsmen competing. Angel and I were the only ones in advance. Right. And then... There was a total of nine competitors. There was two in advance, so that puts us down to seven? No, there was... There was seven. It was six, so it was really eight competitors. That were there, yeah. Yeah, they were there. I, I I will say Angel was a good competitor. We were pretty neck and neck for the most part of it. Yeah. You guys, you guys were both flying. Well, um, you're both flying. Well, it was, it was a good year. 
Um, you know, nothing scary. It'll be fun to see you guys fly in October or see one oh, of you gosh. fly. Um, <laughs> I'm still waiting for the okay. Yeah, I told my I I we got a few uh, travel policy may change for me, but um, I'm planning on going. Um, so yeah, I kind of oh, and one round when I was judging, I did yell at Shaggy, and I did use swear swear words, and and Nick Maxwell looked at me like I had just done the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I don't remember that. And isn't that the way we always train each other? Yeah, no. Uh, it was that one round when you decided to stop doing cyclic corrections in your hover in your hover pirouetting maneuvers, and the model was wandering around, and I'm like. Shaggy, I know you know how to use the rudder when you're when you're pyro hovering. Well, like, why don't you fucking do it? <laughs> oh yeah, pyro hover better, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a pretty accurate representation of what goes on in our field. That is. That is that is a personal inside joke. That is not a representation of actual competition. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Mike. <laughs> That's the most expensive sound prop I own. Let's be honest. We just lost somebody. <laughs> We lost. We lost. Freaking bridge. <laughs> that's how we. That's how we hover in downtown Chicago. Ah <laughs> oh, man, it's all about Planet Brooklyn. Where's no, Planet Brooklyn does not require the use of firearms. Those are just New Yorkers giving each other hand gestures. No. Get off the field. You don't, you don't need blinkers when you've got a revolver. <laughs> Hand signals with the, with the gun out the window. <laughs> I'm going that way. Bang. Once again, driving with firearms to the state of New York is a bad idea. Especially if you got Virginia plates. Oh, yeah. They love Virginia. <laughs> you guys are ruining our state. <laughs> it's all your fault. Where's your guns? Uh, well, I'm just here for the cheesecake. Where's your guns? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't we lost. Breathe. We lost him. Why did we lose Rich? I think he ran. I think he ran. I think he just got scared. <laughs> he ran away. <laughs> I'm not sure where he went. That's excellent. He, he lost power. For you probably, but he'd usually message one of us uh, from his phone. You, you think he got hit by the storm that came through here about two hours nah. ago? Oh, it just passed my. It just passed me. Did nothing. Got windy, a little bit of lightning. That was it. Oh man, that. Well, you got it nice then. I was having to go outside and catch Alexis's plants before they decided to exit stage right. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm gonna move forward with this recording, and uh, Nats for me. So I placed fifth out of sixth. Um, fifth, fifth. Yeah, I placed fifth out of six people. Um, the competition amongst F3C is much tougher. There's more of us, and um, you know a lot of the. So like you know, first was Nick Maxwell, and then second, third, and fourth was between. Knob, Tim, and Mike Goza. 
all three of those guys have all three of those guys have been to worlds or participated in worlds or or judged it or you know all those guys are very well experienced. They're good. They're good. Good pilots. You know, it's the equivalent of Monty showing up to Indy 500 in a Fisher Price car. <laughs> you pretty uh, much, but he still wasn't last. Wasn't last. <laughs> um, so. You know, no, no great. You know, not going to come up with a great reward because also, if I come home with first place, that means Nick Maxwell wasn't there, um, and he's or, he's a or tough the competitor. Yeah, you know, or, or the other guys. <laughs> the other guys. Um, what I will say though is is one of the things I've been I was happy about is a lot of years I've noticed even in my in my in my precision you know competition flying that I would have inconsistency issues. So one round I would place you oh know, yes really high scores, and another round I'd get really low scores, and and even with the same judges, and and a lot of it come down to I was inconsistent in some of my maneuvers. I didn't zero them, but I was inconsistent. But dude, this year, I mean, your scores were within a quarter of a point. They were close. Yeah, yeah. So this year, I I ran my average. I did my flight, and and I wasn't being inconsistent. And for that, I'm really happy. Um, you know, I've I've had I've had a a good amount of coaching from friends and a good good practice, and so I was really I was I was happy with my results because. You know, I could see, I could see the 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 fruit of my labor. You know, that's how I'd put it. I, I I could see the fruit of my labor, and and I I had fun. To be honest, Rob, I I think it's when you see your scores that consistent, I think that means more than if you did get a really solid round and then a lot of other really lower rounds. When you're able to stay consistent, oh, like, dude. That, like the way you did. That means that you are you're at this level. This is your new baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I completely agree with you. In past years of 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 you know going between sportsman, advanced, and expert, uh, and playing around with masters when we're doing it as a as a tentative class, the uh, it's just. It's just the worst when one round you throw it out. One round you do really well, and then the next round you just like completely screw it up. And and the flight is within an hour of the last one. You know conditions haven't changed yeah, all yeah. that much. Nothing really Same happened. Day. You just you just somehow you managed to just do a complete crap flight. <laughs> yep. No, we had a good time. I could say every year, as usual, we probably had a discussion about how do we get more people here. Had some good mm-hmm. discussions with the guys there. Yes. Um, I tell you, the, you know, the interesting things usually at the field, the discussions are usually pretty much in the box. You know, like like thoughts aren't you know going outside the box. Uh, however, this mm-hmm. year there was some there was some very true things said by some people, um, and. Uh, you know, something's going to have to be taken to heart, I think, or or maybe some change happens in there. I'm, I don't think it will happen fast as some changes and thoughts can be done quickly, like kind of mm-hmm. like the motivator things we're talking about. But if you actually want to change yeah. like uh, the flying maneuvers um, for, for AMA classes, they're on a two-year ro- rule cycle. So, um, like I know maneuvers, uh, they're working on it now. I was just talking to some guy. I was just talking to guys about it. They're working to get it put in front of the competition board for voting. 
And so that would mean there would be new maneuvers starting in 2023 for the AMA classes. But yeah, it's, it's the, the two-year rule cycle makes things slow to change amongst the AMA rules. You know, the moment that we can convince Steve Yun to join, then we're doing something right. Well, and I don't want to bog this episode down in it, and it's really not bog. I just, I'm just I, this is actually time. a really important topic that I'd love to talk <laughs> on, but mm-hmm. let's save it for. I, I don't think we could talk about it in the show, but uh, not this episode. It's getting long. It's getting long. Yeah. Um. The I say the other thing is, uh, Nat started on well Sunday evening. We had our pilots meeting, which I was late to, and thankfully Nick called me. And I came over I to which that. everyone teased me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I, I. I. made. I went. I went quickly over to the correct site <laughs> and mm-hmm. met with the guys. Um, I didn't practice any on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, I just didn't see any value in practicing. It wasn't going to make me fly better. It was just going to put well, more dude, time on a model. Sunday, Sunday, it rained practically almost all day. Yeah. Yeah, on the on the drive out, we kept getting we kept getting sprinkled on, sprinkled on until we hit Toledo, Ohio, and then we got dumped on. Oh my gosh! Oh, dude, Mike was uh, so Mike rode up with me, and we saw some very sketchy ass storms, and there was a cloud that it was rotating, and it was going over us. Remember that, Mike? Mm. Yeah, that was fun. You know, that was fun. When you've got 6,000 pounds of trailer behind you and a minivan decides to slam on oh, the brakes yeah. in front of you after cutting in front because they're terrified of water. Yeah, and it's Meanwhile, wet. the truck is hydroplaning. I'm like, lady, please don't slam your brakes. <laughs> lady, please don't sign your death warrant. <laughs> oh, and also when we pulled over at a station to fill up and I asked the, the clerk if I can use the restroom and they're like, nope. Yeah, that was uh, that was not a fun time to be on the phone with you guys. Uh, Mike didn't know how to pull into the parking lot to get the truck angled actually to a pump, and that oh that parking lot that bullshit. gas station, and then the gas station didn't want to let him use a bathroom, and I was on the phone with him the whole time, and finally I was like, I don't want to be on the phone anymore. <laughs> no, it was, the it meantime was, is downpouring right there. Oh yeah, I I remember I was just outside Toledo. I was on the phone with Ben, and I was like, "Man, Toledo's in the clouds or something." I was like, "I don't get it," because all I could see is building outlines. I couldn't you 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 didn't see the buildings like you clearly usually do when you're coming into Toledo. Is it Toledo? It's not Toledo we go through, is it? Columbus. Columbus. What do we go through? Why am Dayton? I so lost? Date it's Dayton, dude. Dayton. It's Dayton. It's Dayton. Mm. God. It's Dayton. Say Toledo. Yeah, no, we go through Tol- we go through Dayton on the way from Virginia to Muncie. And and coming into Dayton, I, I you could see the outline of the buildings, but you couldn't see the buildings. It's like, God damn, the clouds are mm. low. And then finally became apparent those are not clouds. That is the wall of rain coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was brutal. So yeah, we I got out there Saturday and it, it was sprinkling, it was spitting at us and we were out there having fun. Uh Tim was smacking golf balls at us. We were riding around, you know, electric personal electric vehicles and and uh I remember it was a good pull, availing myself of like, hey look, there's no one here yet. Get the jet. Well, you didn't get the jet out because it was pissing. It was it was spitting. You got the jet yeah, you got the, the jet out of the truck that was as far as it made it. 
Yeah, the next, the day, next though, day. I made yeah, Sunday morning was craptastic weather, but Sunday afternoon it cleared up. Guys started practicing, yeah. and and the glider guys finished their nationals, and I just hung out and hung out and did nothing. Uh, then we, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, did, I had my fun though with Greg yeah. and Tim. Yeah, I remember he's like, he's like, "Yo, can I get a low pass for a picture?" I'm like, "Are you sure about that, <laughs> John <laughs> Cena?" <laughs> As the left stick slowly crept up. <laughs> For those who don't understand, Mike is talking about flying his SAB jet at a site three, the asphalt it runway. Yeah, the asphalt runway at AMA at, at Muncie. Yeah, site five was where Nats is at, and site four is where the yeah, Jamboree yeah, main yeah. stage is at. That's site three at the asphalt. Um, Tim got to learn this is what it looks like when a heli guy flies planes, and it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we did our pilots meeting and that rolled into Monday. We were afraid of weather. So we got four rounds done on Monday and then we did three rounds oh, on yeah. Tuesday. It mm. was, we did a lot of flying really fast, we but did. With eight pilots, it wasn't, it was only, it was like an hour per, it was like an hour per round for all of us. I mean, dude, uh, mm. Angel and I, we did ours back to back. Yeah, because uh, the judges, because of who the judges were, um, it didn't really make sense to do two of you and then switch back in F3C. Batteries needed charge. The guys, you know, kind of need a moment. So, yeah, you guys went back to back while the F3C guys, we who were also your yep. judges, got a moment to themselves yeah. uh, or got to, you know, got to judging. Um, yeah, because one, one of our judges who seated as a judge the entire time, he's in the risk group, so he would stay at home. I miss I miss yeah. I miss seeing Dave Sellers. I've been talking, you know, we we see him on Facebook, but yeah, I miss seeing Dave Sellers. Um but uh no, had fun at the various, you know, uh, it was so yeah, I did the contest, got things kind of done early, which meant we got to roll right into Wednesday and Wednesday morning the the weather just turned beautiful. Yep, <laughs> and that was uh when I started, that's when Urcha start officially started. And I started setting up the speed yep. course for the Urcha Speed Cup. Yep. Mm. Had a few setbacks with uh, with uh, with a certain speed model <laughs> shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> the model whose name shall be buried forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't explode this year, so you know I don't have to worry about that. But didn't ex- didn't it have to fly to explode? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what was actually wrong with it? Everything. <laughs> it'll be a True. short list if i so told you what what is right in the in the grand scheme of things too many things needed to be accomplished before thursday to do yeah, a flight yeah, i gotcha and this was like gotcha. what eight o'clock or no no it was like nine o'clock that night on wednesday yeah actually uh depaulo Ben, myself, and Zanow all actually went out into the town of Muncie and rode on a multi-use trail that runs through Muncie. It's it's a 62-mile <laughs> trail that's built upon an old railroad track. Oh, wow. Oh, dude. Uh, you know, Zano probably uh, – I don't know. Do I say it publicly how, how, how it was when he fell? 
Oh, he fell? It was pretty epic, he man. Fell? He, he rolled some rolled some asphalt. Oh, dude, he he maxed out until his until his modded Segway, uh, two wheel Segway, uh, one of them turned off one of the motors and he went down. Ooh. I'm impressed he did, he did not spill his drink at all. Oh my he god! He didn't. No, no, he didn't have a drink with him. He had a cigarette. Well, he had that, and he also had his soda. Oh no! It was it was a capped yeah. twenty ounce. It was not capped when he went down. Oh. <laughs> I was impressed. Yeah. Didn't spill it. Got right back up. He's like, "Well, that was unexpected." And I'm like. I don't know. You were pushing pretty hard, and uh, it says here on my one wheel that we got up to about eighteen and a half. So uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, to all those who keep saying they want to mod their segways, be safe. Yeah, they they have a cutout. That's that's I finally seen the cutout. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was looking behind me as I'm slowing down on the wheel and. Seeing the segue still kind of zigzag forward and the top stick is just flapping back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it didn't hit the ground. It just kept running without him after yep. it turned hard right and he went straight. <laughs> <laughs> Which would mean his right motor, his right his right motor decided enough was enough. <laughs> this amount. Oh, it was it was brutal. But yeah, we, we had a we had a fun we had a fun death wheel experience. So that leaves to Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday was the, uh, I had the, I, I did have the Urge to Speak Up. I didn't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of people. I had, um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven people participate, including myself. Uh, I actually got Monty to, to join. Jaggy, where's the meme pass? Mm. Oh, that's right. I didn't do the totals on that one. It's not on there. So yeah, I did do speed cup this year. Um, I I am a little. You could have done better. You just did it with your stock settings. I. Well, I lowered my gains and I raised my head speed. Not enough. And though. and I added some collective, but. Not enough though. Yeah, no, not enough. If I wanted to win, it wasn't enough. All all I did manage to do was get the highest top speed in one of my passes, which. Doesn't win the race. Your fastest speed was 121. Yeah, 121.19. Now, I, I, I think I did good on. I did the. I did the basic. I did the basic um, flight flight pattern. I just did stall turns back and forth. I wasn't doing the figure eight thing. Um, and that would have helped, but yeah, I was just doing those stall turns back and forth. Um, that would have helped past that. Uh, I, I could have just maxed out my ESC to go to a hundred percent. I went to like 90. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Well, you still did good. You still did good. Yeah. It was, it was still fun. Um, so yeah, it sucks because there was a potential of three Gally R fives that were going to run at this. It was going to be Charles Booker. Uh, JC's ankle and myself. Mine never got finished. JC didn't show up until Friday. And Charles Booker crashed his on Wednesday. <laughs> which really oh, sucks. So it, it, it wasn't that bad. Curse of the damned. I know. So it's like, well, there goes that whole entire class gone. Um, but you had the, uh, but we did have some, um, some formula based models. We had Jeff Biter with his, uh, he had a, 
He brought it out of TDS, dude. That thing, I haven't seen one in person. The TDS is a bad mother effing ass helicopter. That thing is sweet looking. And it sounds so cool. Not the closest Shaggy's ever come to cussing. <laughs> I'll kick yes. him in the shed yes. one day and get him to do better. No. <laughs> um, But I got a video of that. I'm going to have to put that up there. That thing sounds vicious. Um, and like, like a tiger vicious or like a, like a honey badger or like a, a Wolverine. It sounds like a formula one dragster. Like a, like a, like a, like a Brooklyn squirrel that found someone's meth. Okay. <laughs> um, but sadly, yeah, Robert Monty, he, he unfortunately got beat by Morales. So yeah, maybe next year you'll, you'll crush him. Yeah. 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 Who knows? And Mike, Mike almost almost beat me. He almost did with his uh, gambling. Oh, by about a half a second. It, overall, it was a lot of fun. I think everyone enjoyed it. I do plan on doing it next year. I'm going to try to get a little more um, fit and finish. Try to you know get it a little bit better. Also, another thing that we used up for the uh, timing results, we used an application that someone made. On uh, Charles, we let he let us use his jetty with two receivers, so with, with triggers on them. It was a, so it was a wireless setup that worked flawlessly. And on the jetty screen, will tell you. Uh, of course, it's it's in kilometers, so I had to do the math to make to to miles per hour. But it'll have your fastest left and right based off who who pushed the trigger, and your fastest time, speed, and, and average already on the screen. That was cool. That made things so much easier. So that that was that was that was cool. So it was fun. I mean, it 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 didn't turn out as good as I was hoping for. But honestly, during a pandemic, I couldn't have asked for a more a more fun of more fun speak up. This was a lot of fun. That's cool. I'm gonna. So the interesting thing is with the Jamboree having fewer sponsors this year. There was actually only one demo hour in the entire Jamboree. Wow. So, Horizon. yeah, it was Horizon Hobby. Um, and they had a good one. They even had some, I think they had a midair too. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, the great, the great, the great thing about Horizon and their demo hour is they, they bring out a whole bunch of entertainment and they also run the mic themselves and, and do a lot of the music stuff. So, I'm not really on stage to do stuff. You know, I'm not, uh, uh, it's not like I got to run around and make things happen while they're, they're there. Um, but all that to say that the Jamboree, you know, uh, 190 registered pilots is what I have down. Um, is what I shared on Heli Freaks, what I shared on the uh, Urcha Facebook page. Uh, the, you know, a lot of, a lot of the positive thing is if you wanted to go fly, the fly station was open, you go fly pretty much, you know, there's pretty much no lines, um, which also meant from a board member perspective, as I was working that year, I was able to, I was able to pay attention to some things and, and work on, you know, pay attention to some things, try and get some things together. And so it wasn't, you know, complete madness as there was fewer of us there as some, uh, some of the board members, you know, either couldn't attend because of their job or, uh, had to go home early because they couldn't be around larger crowds. Um, but you know, that, that, you know, Friday, there was nothing really remarkable about Friday. You know, I just, you know, friends watching friends, just, you know, turn after turn, go up to a flight station and throw down, have fun, talk with others. So it was, uh, 
was a great event, you know, just uh, in that everyone was just talking with one another. Um, I saw that you guys had some competitions. I did do the competitions. I forgot. They were on Friday. They were uh, on Friday. Yeah, I've actually got the results wandering around here in my office here. Oh, don't get me started on that. I'm done with those. I'm done with the freaking autos. (laughs) Yeah, what was the one where you guys were like hovering from pad to pad or something? That was cool, actually. Yeah. What was that? Lily pad. Yeah, we had five circles wow. painted out on painted out at center stage. Uh, they were uh, in a they were in a hundred and eighty degree sweep. You started in one circle and then you had to touch down in all the other circles and and it was timed as how long it took you to go from the time you lifted off the first circle to when you touched down on the last circle. Ah. Um, we did do an auto rotation contest and we did a speed cup and then we did a sliding auto contest uh, but because uh, uh, uh. time drag ran race. so long drag, drag race. sliding autos went to Saturday drag racing was last and autos was you know autos is after lily pad it was in between it was contest number 2 uh. we had a lot of participation so yeah um yeah had a lot of participation in lily pad had a lot of participation in autos had a lot of participation in drag racing um, mm. I think the remarkable part is the last drag race where it was the last three pilots. We actually ran mm. all three at the same time. That was so close. It was. It you was. Know what we need next year uh, a drag tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there could definitely be some some things to uh, improve the whole logistics of running the races. Because um, that was popular. Um, I talked it over with some friends and and other board members and such, and I have ideas for more contests of 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 skill that mm-hmm. are not going to put the model in danger, like an auto contest does. Yeah, um, boom struck my logo. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hit, we're gonna have to start calling Shaggy Boom Strike every boom other strike. year. He boom strikes a model at Urcha Center Stage. Oh, well, this one was because it bounced off the ground. <laughs> How it happens, that's not really the, the point. It's it's that it, it did happen. It was center stage and it was Boom you. <laughs> so next year, your nickname will be, you know, for the rest of this year, it's Boomstrike. Oh, next year, no. it's going to be Shaggy. And then 2022, it's going to be back to Boomstrike again. <laughs> Why is that? Oh. Because yeah. you're bound to boom strike yeah. something center stage Urcha. <laughs> or is or is the last boom strike 2017? Which year did you boom 2017. strike? 2017. Okay, so it's every three years. Okay. Yeah. So 2023, you're boom striking something. But it's the same model, right? No. Oh, no, you said it was a Logo 600. Logo 600. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Uh, That's cool, though. I mean, I'm glad you guys were participating. Oh, I was, I was uh, happy as all could be to see the pilots all coming away from lily pad, going. That's harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> Just it, not, not because, not because uh, it was more of there was. It was the contest that had the most amount of people participated, and mm-hmm. we had all skill levels participating. Yep. Um, and Nick Maswell didn't win. Yes, he did. I was yeah. going to say, he had like 10 seconds. No, or, I think wasn't the next Devin closest Connors? was like 15 or 16. I thought it? Devin Connors won. No, Devin Connors took second. Oh, okay. 
Oh, there are the results. They're over there. But no, Devin took second. Um, the interesting thing was was amongst the times is there was competition at all levels. Like guys were coming in and beating and putting new times down. So there was competition was a, amongst all of it. it there was a new Jamie. There was a new Jamie. There was a guy that just said he want to fly his oxy, do it. And then basically a bunch of people picked up the oxy and did it. Ah, uh, that was amongst the whirly birds. They they had a model that was new, and yeah, they all took a turn with one helicopter for a lily pad, which was which was funny. Mm. One of the guys he 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 didn't get he didn't hit a circle as fast as he wanted to, so he just he just uh, went inverted. He went inverted for the last circle and touched the head button. That's when we called him done. But he'd taken so much time. He 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 didn't really get a first place finish but he, he did get he a notable he did get a notable uh, entry in there <laughs> yeah yeah huh. that was pretty cool and it wasn't his model either yep it wasn't his model um yeah. so the contests were a lot of fun i i think because of the smaller crowd there was more time to do stuff like that this year yeah, I, I for the contest next year, one of the ideas that goes through my head is perhaps uh, I dedicate a flight station to it, and that might be a good idea. Have a volunteer there with a timer to let people try throughout the time the jamboree is running, and then have a runoff between like the top five people, um, top five or top six people uh, on like a Friday or Saturday. So, I got some ideas in my head. I got some got some things to 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 put to uh, challenge the pilots. Uh, the fun thing is these are uh, all these all these other contests have never seen them done, but all the new guys, all the all the guys who've been doing this for a few decades, uh, they know them. You know, if you've been if you've been in this hobby for like two decades, you've probably done these contests or seen them. So mm-hmm. for the guys who've been around a lot shorter time, like a decade or less, you've never probably seen these contests before. Neither have I. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> um, I may actually make some of this stuff for other events this year or next year just so I can play with mm-hmm. it, try it, have others, you know, just get a feeling for how, how, it, how it happens. That might be cool. Might be able to do that Goldsboro. Maybe. Um... You know, Saturday, you know, that was the other thing was uh, nighttime flying under the construction lights. Great, great attendance. Uh-huh. A lot of people are happy to do it, um, you know, as usual. And then, you know, Saturday we got in, you know, we got in our different dinner. Uh, friggin' uh, Papa John's. Papa John's. Ooh, their support, their, their food service is awesome. They gave, you know, it was, it was funny because this year, like, you know, they usually have their pizza out there and be like, you know what else you guys got the menu we're like well if you can order in the store we'll have it brought out here i was like really <laughs> oh, wow. so i got like chicken poppers and then they brought out a different flavor of pizza i think they did a barbecue a barbecue chicken pizza so dude I, they they were they were they were doing it they were doing it uh, as far as food comes at the event um they also did That's our saturday cool. night dinner which was Pizza, uh, bread knots, and a dessert, either a cookie or uh, a brownie, um, mm. and a drink. So, dude, it was – they fed us, and I, I enjoyed the food. Um, and, you know, they, they met the social distance requ- – or not the social distance, the, 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 you know, COVID requirements for serving food. <laughs> huh. 
So what did that entail? Did they they had a they had a plastic pizza or yeah they, they had a plastic barrier up so you couldn't like just you know spit into their trailer and they couldn't spit back at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the food was all served from the boxes. The food was all served in the boxes. It wasn't buffet style, like you know, like we usually is done for a dinner, where you know, you walk up at the tray right. and they're serving you food. And it's an open, you know, open area under a tent. No, we're out the line in the in open area. They put the food in the boxes and basically get your box at your end and and you get a drink handed to you of your choice and enjoy. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, and then we did. You know, we had the battle of the brands and a. A nighttime contest under the lights or under with LEDs and then a uh, King of the Midnight Sun, which is under the light towers. Uh, Shaggy and I decided to do a tandem LED flight. (laughs) Uh, Why didn't I see any video of that? It was boring. Yeah. It was boring. We only got one boat. Yeah. It was me. Yeah, we got one. <laughs> oh my god, this sounds like the contest we had at the uh, chill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, it, you know, we need we need to work on that. We've said that last year. We need to work on a tandem and a routine tandem. Well, uh, I've come to it's come to my it's come to my mind that uh, I'm going to choose the music. And yes, and that's fine. if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna tandem, we need to work on it. Um, cause we did have ideas, but none of it was pre-planned. So and it, never it didn't come up. together well. Uh-uh, no. Yeah. Should do it with the oxys. Oh. Nah, man. LEDs nighttime. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Probably got a, probably would have gotten more, more votes if it was the oxys. I can't see it. I'll just <laughs> hit each other. <laughs> I heard noise. <laughs> At one point, they ran away from their own models. <laughs> <laughs> What's that angry bumblebee sound? You just hear the main gear strip. Whee! Yep, that's done. They, you know, okay. I will say, J.C. Zankel had a killer flight where he was flying. He had glow sticks all over his model, and then LED blade main blades, and the um, the pins. He has pins in his blades. They flung off. The lights went out, and he continued to make the continued to do his Ooh. routine, his flight with just the freaking glow sticks. And he did it. Hmm. I got it on video. I have to put that up. I haven't put any videos yet. I need to. Uh, that video was actually really cool. That flight, Zankel is a hmm. badass. That was that was that was beast. That was that was crazy in that. He actually practices it and does it, so it's not unusual for him. He, he just, the lights went off, and he's like, "Well, I guess I'm flying like this." Yeah, hey, he continued yeah. to do his flight, and uh, he did an impressive flight. Um, he did an impressive flight. the The funny thing is, is usually in most mini contests, when when you do a night contest with LEDs, uh, most contests uh, obscure or or you know, obscure the pilot's name so you don't know who's actually going up there to fly. And uh, Wes and I were talking on the back end, and um, I was like, I, I was like, I got to come up with a theme, and we started throwing out some themes, and I was like, you know what? Let's use, let's use names from the TV show Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and yeah, so we, we started naming all the pilots after, after people on the show Cheers. So you were voting for a name you're told. You wouldn't really quite know who it was unless, you know, of course you might be able to see or you might know a name or you recognize a style or something. But that was fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, what were we? What were we? We were Fraser Crane. <laughs> and his second personality? Multiple personalities. Most of, they are multiple yeah. personalities. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing on Friday that I do want to mention is uh, JC Zankel let me fly one of his older-than-myself helicopters. Uh, it was an old gasser. It was like a 19, 1990s uh, gasser. I don't know what it is. The name the name's like I can see it, but I can't remember it. But it was an old flybar model, and I've never really flown. I mean, I've flown a flybar, but not like actually flown, flown a fly flybar. I mostly just did small hovering things with it. But this model actually flew for a big, heavy, fourteen-pound gasser uh, flybar model. It flew extremely well. It was actually fun to fly. Didn't do anything crazy with it because it's not designed to do anything crazy with it. But it was. It was a good model. I can see why that that model was fourteen hundred dollars with the engine in the nineties. Hmm. Uh, what what model was it, Shaggy? I, I, I can't remember. It's it driving me crazy. I'm gonna have to freaking ask him. And, and but it was was it a JR? No, it wasn't JR. Miniature it was this other, it was JR. No, it was not. It was miniature aircraft. No, it was not. It was this other brand name. I for, I, I I've never heard of it before. Avero. No. No. It was a three-letter, three-letter name. I'm not gonna. Let's not get stuck on that. No, because I gotta go to bed. So, but that was, that was. I kind of want. I am kind. I'm seeing I mean, other people are doing it. McGrady's doing it. Uh, by the way, shut up, McGrady. But like getting, I kind of want to get an old flybar model just for the hell of it. Yeah, that's a dumb idea. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of guys are playing around with old stuff, but, you know, I, I'm trying to accomplish something. I, but the, for me, it's just it's just to see what it was like back then, because 2012 was when I got into helis. It was fly barless straight up, straight out of the box. If you're so interested in what it was like in the old days, stop getting vaccines. Go start, start walking everywhere you go. Stop playing with your truck. <laughs> he just made that way out. Never mind. <laughs> oh, man. It's hurt my feelings. Okay. Playing with old stuff is fun sometimes. Uh-huh. Play with old trains. Oh, Jesus. I've got a Flybar JR something 50 size out in the garage. It's an R22. It's a scale, plastic scale R222. The so I say the big part is is COVID did have an impact on who uh, and how many people were there. Uh, big thing I mm-hmm. saw was you know between states and employers, you know they were stopping folks from traveling because basically, and it would it would burn up too much vacation, and their state would force them to quarantine or, or threat of fines. And I, well, that's what happened to me, right? Two weeks before we were going to leave. Yeah, and I, I can't, you know, I I don't hold any ill will to the guys. That's that's not a problem. To all the guys yeah, who keep going to fun flies to travel in the U.S. but didn't make it urge, uh, maybe I hold some, maybe I hold some uh, grudges against them. But whatever, life's life. 
Uh, well, I had planned to go right up until the time my employer was like, yeah, can't cross a straight line without taking 14 days off. Yeah. Unpaid. Yeah, yeah that was... Yeah, I, and yeah, it's it's not really out of control messing with your how you make a living's, you know. Yeah. I get I mean, it. Used me. How many guys have shown up for the jet events at Fredericksburg? Like the people are doing it. Yeah. Um. So no, it was good. Uh, which moves us into the last part here, and that is what we have planned for future episodes. <laughs> the exciting part. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be pretty cool, guys. We've been working on this for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to call this the gigantic FBL controller review. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have put together a test platform that we are going to test uh, many Flybarless controllers on. We're going to have some items for review in there, and this helicopter will be passed between uh, DePaulo, Shaggy, and myself. Uh, sorry, Rich, it's it's a location, it's a locate, it's a, it's a location thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the testing platform. So we'll, just, we'll just steal your helicopter, and then we'll just go beat the crap out of it, just like Rob and Mike did with Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks to the wonderful generosity of uh, our friend Rich, we have an MSH Proto Seven Hundred. Um, we uh, thanks to my sponsors, we have a Contronic Cosmic One Hundred and Sixty, has a speed control on there. Uh, it has the MSH motor on there that uh, I guess was part of the Proto's package back in the day. You could buy it separate. Yeah, it wasn't part of the package, but you could buy okay. it. Okay. Uh, we're going to be putting some Fataba servos in it. So BLS 273s on the cyclic and a 276 on the tail. Fataba. Yep. And, uh, we plan to fly it with rail blades. Um, the, you know, plan to fly with rail blades, uh, just down the middle. It's a great rotor blade that, uh, you know, doesn't have any surprises. It doesn't do anything bad. So it's a it's it's a blade that's it's also a known airfoil. Yeah, it's a blade that many pilots own, have flown, is common to see. You know, you'll see a set of rails at a at Funfly or local field. Mm -hmm. um, the FBL controllers uh, that we plan to test in no specific order: uh, the Spirit Flybarless controller, an MSH Brain, the new Spectrum FC sixty two fifty HX controller, the Fataba CGY seven sixty R. The Bavarian Demon Axon, the Beast X, and a V-Bar Neo. We also plan to do a basically a flybarless controller a month, so one controller an episode. Items we're planning for review. Um, how long it takes to complete initial programming until the model flies. So I'm not gonna count we're not gonna count time of like wiring servos or Itching our foreheads as we wonder, as we wonder something insane that has nothing to do, and you're kind of not sure what you're doing. We're going to count basically. Okay, you got it all mounted to the helicopter. Everything's fine. You powered it up for the first time. How long does it take to in programming time? Like you got the computer connected. Not how long does it take you to walk you from where here to here, but how long it takes you to program it until until you get out and fly it. Um, the next item is how long uh, does it take to tune the model for our aerobatic routines? So, 
you know, after that initial programming, we'll likely to fly it and go, hmm, I think it could use more gain or more of this, less of that. How long did it take us? You know, is it, was it was it a battery? Was it two batteries? Was it, you know, it was was it two batteries or you know, you know, how long does it take it before he's like, I think this is, you know, I think this is what it does. It does well, and you know, no more time needs to be spent in programming. Uh, the next two items is where you get more into a subjective area, and that is uh, our thoughts this, between the three of us is what we thought that Flybar's controller does well. And then also what we thought the FPL controller did poorly. You know, some items that come to mind is we may find that, you know, uh, we got to do more stuff on the sticks in order to hold a maneuver that we're used to doing. Or we find that we have to do corrections. Or, you know, on, on the other hand, we may find that the controller, you know, held a maneuver we don't, you know, we usually do a lot easier. It took a lot less stick input than, than we were expecting. You know, the gyro, gyro did something really great there. Um, you know, uh, DePaulo, you know, so we're planning to do, we're planning to do some specific flight styles, not just go out and throw down a freestyle routine of, you know, unknown, just thought it up off the top of my mind. But uh, I know Mike uh, planning to use some F3 and set maneuvers along with his freestyle to test, you know, the gyros over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, Shaggy will probably be using set maneuvers from advanced or possibly F3C along with some freestyle. And I will be specifically testing the F3C schedule P and F aerobatics. Um, I do not plan to do any hover testing of these controllers. I'm not. Ooh, I'm not going to set up a hover. Um, bank and and try and tune it in for locked in hovering as as uh, that's not what that's not what most of us really want to hear about. Um, Hardcore hover. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know. Uh, and we're really looking forward to this. This is this is this is looking to be a lot of fun. Also. Um, you want to mention that our control for setting up the gyro? Oh, uh, yeah. So it, one of the things that came up in our discussions is most of us are biased. Uh, between the three of us, we have set up a lot of flybarless controllers. Um, and if you told me a term, I could probably tell you what it does, even on a controller that I don't actually own or haven't touched. <laughs> So instead of getting timings based upon me programming it, we're going to choose a friend from the field who um, flies helicopters but doesn't program a lot of controllers. And we're going to time him on setting up these controllers for the initial setup until it flies. Um, of course, I'll probably take a cursory uh, review of it to make sure it still corrects all the correct directions and it's not going to smash a bird in because... I really don't want to buy more stuff for this test. <laughs> yeah, at, at the end of the day, Rich is going to get his produce back, and it's got to be in one piece. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna snap that, snap that motherfucker <laughs> over my knee. <laughs> I will say yeah, this: you'll have a bruise. I will say this: it is the quietest helicopter as it goes down the road in my Mazda, with its landing gear flexing everywhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And that's with the carbon fiber struts that Rich put on. Oh, uh, mm. skids, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that helicopter is quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic fantastic in a 700 form. Yeah. Mm. Um, it looks like as a, as, a, as, a, as a platform, this looks like it'll actually be 
a lot of fun and probably easy to do this with because there's a lot of room on the protos. There is. Oh my gosh, there is. Yeah. Well, that where after the fly bar, it's like a freaking aircraft carrier back there. Yeah, it is. I mean, when that's what I like about it. Uh, Shaggy picked up the boom the other day, and he's like, "Holy crap, this is short!" Because <laughs> mm. the helicopter airframe is gigantic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a long helicopter. How, what's the max size blazes? It swings seven twenty, seven twenty five, seven twenties with seven fifteens. I think. Okay, but I mean, longer boom, you can go to eight hundred. That's right. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. go to eight hundred. They got an eight hundred stretch kit for it. Yeah. Um, um, so it's longer boom, longer belt. I, I actually kind of like I, I like the I like the protos, but that anyway we're getting off topic. But I'm enjoying the canopy. Uh, I'm enjoying some of its some of its simplicity. It's it's sad some of its simplicity has disappeared from yeah. our newer models. I, um, I like the I like the fact you can play horseshoes with your canopy. <laughs> Ringer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that. Uh, the battery tray. It's. Oh my Incredibly gosh. simple, but like yeah. kind of complex. complex. Yeah. yeah. You just, you get hang of it pushing it forward. Yeah. Like, yes. Make sure it catches because otherwise. <laughs> Presto, Luzo, I don't have so, a battery yes. anymore. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It Whee! will come out of there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to work. I think, I think Mike has an experience with that, with it, with batteries coming out of a tray into the rotor blades on someone else's model. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, really looking forward to this. Uh, you guys may be spotting us at a field near or far with this model, and fun flies and everywhere else, getting our flights with it. <laughs> mm. um, we're gonna we're gonna put so so basically we need to put like we need to cover up this canopy with a bunch of random stickers. Uh, yeah. Dickers, just a canopy full of dickers. No, no dickers, no. dicker. No, the whole it's got to be from like. Different events. Dickers. Anybody that has, if we, if you see us flying this model at no, event, just feel I'm free to put a sticker on the canopy. I'm not going to stick this canopy. A, I'll buy him a new canopy There's, when I find one. I don't know Let's, if you can buy one. That thing is well, probably I'll his. Find, I'll find one. I'll buy him one. But this thing, you're this thing have needs to start to have getting like, better at suck skills. Well, <laughs> hey. So this this is going to be legendary for the for for us. So this canopy is going to be kind of like the bumper of of, of like a Volkswagen van or I'm not, a 3D or, or print. I'm wagon. a 3D print station Shaggy's wagon. head as a canopy for this thing. <laughs> Milk jug, right? Milk jug. Um, Milk no, jug. It, it's going to go. be like Milk the the jug. bumper of a station wagon. You know, you're just going to have like all the different places that it's been. I am not know? sticking stickers to this canopy. I'm going to do it. I'll buy him another canopy. Screw it. It's got to have history. I don't think another canopy distance. exists. I'll find one. Anybody has a canopy, just let me know. I'll buy it for Rich. <laughs> we'll sticker his canopy. Um, uh, you know, the last thing I would add is I do plan to baseline. I'm going to baseline the helicopter before I start putting controllers through it so that I have a feeling for what the airframe does as, as the controllers the controllers change so much on these helicopters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big thing. Like, like I'm going, you know, these, these Fataba servos, I've flown them. They just actually got back from service. They have hundreds of flights on them. Um, clean bill of health, but yeah, they're just back from service. Um, and, you know, rail blades, we've all, all four of us have flown and I still own rail blades cause we're going to be using a set. I own. <laughs> no, I've still got, I've still got a bunch of them too. Yeah. Mine are hanging on the wall. 
Yeah, um, it's a blade every one of us have flown. So, like, no surprises. Mm -hmm. Let's test the controllers. Um, mm -hmm. And well, I think it's a good median. You know, we've taken as much out of this as we can. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Other than. You know, they're going to be on the same model, so. Yeah, I mean, if I flew, uh, if, I, if I threw a set of Nick Maxwell Revo blades at it, that would be a huge spike in the test. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this is a good baseline for anybody, for anybody, really. Yeah. This um, is what you expect out of out of this jar with these type of blades, you know, because the blades, blades can definitely change. Well, blades change a model, and... and you know, the funny thing is I've never seen a blade a gyro couldn't deal with, but I have seen blades that a model couldn't deal with. Mm. So it's good. It's good. It's good. You know, it's a good baseline. I think it's, it's good. Baseline. good baseline. I think we're going to be. We're going to have some fun. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so ready to wrap it up? Nah, we're just going to do close out. That okay? I guess that's the diff the same difference. Maybe I don't know. No, 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 no. One day when you become of age, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I be turning. How old do I have to be? I'll be twenty five in three days. Well, that number doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> five days. <laughs> okay, close out. Uh, check out the other great Heli podcast, Freefall RC podcast, the Helihead show, Skids Up RC Heli podcast, Inverted Down Under RC Heli podcast, and the Houdini RC Heli podcast on Podbean. I need to finish listening up to Houdini. Uh, a lot of podcasts yeah. have come out during COVID, and my podcasts have gotten I've gotten a lot of them to listen to. Yeah, I did too. On Rerun, BKRC podcast, RC Heli Hooligans, Full Pitch RC podcast, and RC Heli Nation version 2.0. Please comment on iTunes and or Podbean. Help others find the show, which means it's time for me to go click in here and see if anyone actually commented. Nope. <laughs> uh, nah, you got to say that in your usual way. Nope. Nope. There you go. I don't feel like reaching for my cell phone and using the soundboard. That's, and... that's, bad. that's a hard no, fellas. That's, that's a hard, hard no. no. <laughs> yeah, why didn't we think of that sooner? That's a hard no. Okay. You gotta get the Minnesota accent oh. right. Otherwise, it's just not funny. Yeah, that's and, and, true. And, and to Mike Sobey's voice impression thing, that's a hard no, Sobey. Hey. 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 Guess what? You got we got an iTunes review. Holy! Really? I gotta click the more button. He actually wrote stuff. Y'all are terrible. <laughs> it's probably spam. I'm gonna read this for the first time. I haven't read it all the way through. He might have the F word in here. What do you write? CLU67 wrote on July 27th. He gave us five stars. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and you have to remember, 99% are doing it about something they are passionate about. These guys have that passion about RC helicopters. I think Rich is a great addition to the show, and now that Shaggy is somewhat under control, they've done some solid episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they have found a good groove. Love it, guys. Keep up the great work. <laughs> <laughs> I take that offensively. Oh, he takes offense awesome. because he's been brought under control. Rich, you're cool. a great addition to the show. DePaulo and I don't even get a mention. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm the one that's not going to be in the test. Oh, man, we are a total mess. <laughs> All right. 
I'm to just go back into my usual disappear into the shadows. He's about to go take on his Kraken depression syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, CLU67, thank you for the review. Thank you. Thank, hey, thank that you. was that awesome, man. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> hey, it. Apollo, you know, you just need to go to uh, uh, McGrady's house and just cuddle up to his Kraken 580s. He's got twins. They fly, too. Fly. They fly, yeah. <laughs> they fly. Mine flies. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I only had to. I mean, I had to wait a little hot minute for a shaft, but it flew. It flies, and mm-hmm. and he's overdriving everything. To you get the resolder, the gyro. <laughs> oh yeah, I do that. Oh Jesus! Uh, that was a bold brain. Oh, that's why. That's why uh, uh, Greg Junior hasn't said anything else to us, as I haven't bothered to stick his. Uh, his his native tongue or his adopted tongue that he's writing into a uh, translator to see what he said it, um, or maybe I did. I don't know. Next time, <laughs> next episode. I yeah, maybe for that. whatever. Anybody got time for that? Anyone got time for that? Um, upcoming events we are attending. Uh, next uh, next one is the Fall Hilly Mowdown, Fredericksburg, Virginia, September twenty four through twenty seven. Most of us will probably be there um, on this podcast. Hopefully, Rich is allowed to travel. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm allowed to travel. Um, Apollo probably won't show up. Yeah, Apollo probably will not show up because he's just that way. Yeah. Or he'll show up with his jet and go, why can't I fly? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's and it makes noise. It's a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Next one is the 12th Annual Wayne Miniature Aero Fun Fly in Goldsboro, North Carolina, October 17 through 18. Uh, some of us may be there. <laughs> I, I may be at that one. Uh, you, yeah, you'll be there. Um, I'll try and go and, um, uh, yeah, I'll try and go. Yeah. That shouldn't be a problem for a daytime. And mm. then the next one is the fall heli classic at triple Creek RC in Riverview, Florida, October 24 and 25. I'm still waiting to get the okay from the boss. Uh, I'm really just working out the details of what happens after I come home. <laughs> mm. um, I'd say see the 2020 heli calendar spreadsheet in Google Drive. Um, uh, if you want to get to the calendar, scroll down your favorite podcast app and click the link for more details to our show notes. And in the show notes is a link to our annual heli calendar, which sadly has a bunch of canceled, has many canceled events in it. Some has some canceled events in it. Yep. So scroll down through your favorite podcast app, click the link for more details, show notes for all our show notes of all the past show notes. Cause we've got many show notes in there of links and other things we talked about. Also remember we are in discord with that time to start the, uh, monthly, uh, utterances of the F word. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Dude, can we actually close out <laughs> Just, first? Smash it! Lose the crowd! <laughs> oh my god! We gotta close out first. Thank you all for listening. Shaggy, Shaggy, you're very quiet. So I have only one thing to say to you. No. F- you, f- you, f- you, f- you, f- you, f- you. You're cool though, oh. Rich. You're cool. No, I appreciate that. Close out first, then yeah. how you guys want to do? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all to the listeners. Hope to see you out in the field. And with that said, say goodbye, Rich. See you later, guys. Have a good one. It was fun. Bye, Mike. Say bye, Mike. F*** you. Okay. Bye. See you electronically online or possibly at a field near you. And-
and I hope everything's wonderful. I'm going to go off and play the f*** you Olympics. Oh, no. You go ha That'll be a hard no, Monty. Okay? That'd be a hard no. Oh, get, no. it, get it right, Shaggy. It's not gonna be a hard no, fellas. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as we enjoyed taking the time to make them. If you have any questions regarding the show, such as future topics, events, or anything else, you can send us an email at telerotor at gmail.com or on Facebook, search Telerotor. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the field. Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy. Damn, I don't even know what I was thinking that I didn't even look at it. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> da, 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 da. What'd you do? Run yourself? What are you running yourself through? What? What are you running yourself through? Sex change. <laughs> I'm turning his volume down. Is he running him through a voice changer right now? <laughs> yeah. I got his volume turned down. I can't hear him. He can enjoy recording that shit on his own time. Sure. Yes. Oh, I didn't even think to look at the shot. Even though I was sitting here just TT and on. I'm, I'm just getting into him. After Jamboree. <sighs> Shaggy, what the hell? <laughs> Turn him down. I can't hear him. <laughs> He's okay, now he's starting to get really annoyed. <laughs> yep. As if he wasn't annoying already. Tick-tock. Into greatness. That's another podcast. Why did or I just bring it? up photos? Or is it? Something's wrong. My recording's not working. What the f***? Are you just saying I should start it and at some point we should clap four times so you can search no. out my four claps? I'm turn this thing off. Yeah, hang on. My, mine's not recording for some reason. Hang on. I haven't even started. Oh, good. I mine's not. Either. Mine. All right. Well, good. Then I'm shutting the sock because mine's not. I got to figure out why. I got to have a microphone or something. All right. I'm normal. <laughs> you have been told I have a whore mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you may have a whore mouth, but her mouth makes you happy. At least it used oh. to. Oh, oh, oh God. God, you guys. Uh, Alexis, I have news for you. Ranch is not a food group. Share <laughs> 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 that. Dang, she's starting to sound like Monty. I basically live with a female person of mine. I mean, it's, it's kind of my type. What are you talking? She used to work for Trump, but a minute she's going to grab Mike by the <laughs> p I'm waiting for a binders full of women comment. <laughs> uh, she's got a binders full of, of boyfriends that are like women. <laughs> my oh, God. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Back. So what we did... what. Shit, I can't speak either, man. It's contagious. <laughs> it's a Richard. Tonight, man. It's the Richard virus.
Did I know? I'm happy to rub off on you. <laughs> Not that way. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, say so, rub on you. I said uh, rub off on you. Still no better. Oh God, I'm uh, so glad Monty didn't speak up right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Urcha though, um, let's see what do we what do we, what do we uh, I guess Monty, you know, we'll kind of we'll kind of like participate into this we'll as well. We'll catch so, up with Urcha soon enough, man. Come on. Okay. Okay, that's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Urcha Why Nash, did we'll- you read the freaking show dropping? <laughs> I did. Oh, Monty, you're in rare form still. You have not been the same since that little trip to the uh, Dairy Queen at Urchin. Mm, motherfuckers. <laughs> swear to God. It's like, <laughs> How many assholes are on this ship? Yo. Yeah, there's some more editing that's going to have to be done. <laughs> oh, here comes the rain. I'm going to edit this right into the shitter. Ship. <laughs> uh, now go. we sound like Freefall. You done with your week already? Um, I'm done with your week. <laughs> hey, Rich, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Power oh, go out? Sorry, lost internet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you hear Mike? Did you hear Mike's uh, comment? I got shagified. No, he'll hear it in the editing. No. It was funny. D- did oh, you hear? We figured did you, you ran Mike? away from his comment. What was the comment? Oh, man. Oh, You'll hear man. it in editing. You'll hear it oh, editing. Dude, come on. You'll hear it editing. You'll hear it editing. Shit. Dude, that's not even fair. Dude, I got shagified. My internet went Yeah, down. and Shaggy gets done with these recordings every every month and gets depressed and goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go right now. I, I got to go to bed in 30 minutes. <laughs> no, man. I'm sitting here. I was literally fucking talking. It was like, it got quiet. And I was like, what the hell? What the hell? Robert, you want, Robert, you want to go micro center? Some formula based models. We had Jeff Biter with his, uh, he had a, Henslet TDR2. Oh, shit. I wouldn't go into the full results, man. No, no, no. I just realized I spelled TDR2 wrong. Great disrespect to the German race. Uh, it sounds about a normal for you. TRD2. Dyslexia. Uh, why? Upcoming events we are attending. Gosh, I, I wrote down. Uh, you know, I know the next event we are attending is the... Uh, Fall Heli Classic at uh, Triple Creek RC in Riverview, Florida. Uh, uh, what about the Modown? Oh shit! <laughs> and, you've got, and you've got the Cam. Uh, what's the one down in Goldsboro? Uh, and there's no contest. No, it's not a contest. That's true. God damn it! God damn it! We're doing it live. <laughs> oh, I, haven't, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, you weren't even alive when it was originally uttered. Um, really? Really, really. I don't even know where it came from, but I just haven't heard you say it in a while. Tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. We'll leave you with Sting and a cutoff in <laughs> Dude, play it out. Play the full thing. All right, don't make any noise, but... And that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. <laughs> No, we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! <laughs> and thing sucks! <laughs> That's tomorrow and that is it for us today. I know nothing like Thanks happens. Again. Oh, yeah. It's Monty when something goes wrong in his helicopter. 425. Oh, yeah, I'm swearing at it. We're doing it live! The round's being done live! <laughs> <laughs> I hear a bearing squeal. Mm-hmm.
We're doing live! <laughs> Clutch is failing on the nitro. Fuck it, we're doing it live! <laughs> hey, that was Josh. It's <laughs> Goudreau with his oxy this year. <laughs> oh, say can you say everyone is dumb but me? I'm never ever wrong, and that's all you'll ever be. Someone, someone let the air out of his head. <laughs> uh, and I hope everything's wonderful. I'm going to go off and play the f*** you Olympics. Oh, no. You go ha- that'll be a hard no, Monty, okay? That'd be a hard no. Get, hard it, no. get it right, Shaggy. It's going to be a hard no, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Uh, Good night, y'all. And if you're all wondering, we are teasing our wonderful Urcher president, Dan Lucente, uh, for his Wisconsin accent and his formation of sentences. But he was from Minnesota. Is it Wisconsin? Ah, uh, Jesus. They all sound the same. Goddamn Northerners. Canadian, yeah. <laughs> Canadian, might as well hey? be in Canada. Oh, guys keep know. saying Ohio might as well be in Canada. But like, you ain't met the boys from Wisconsin and Minnesota. No, no. Ohio, you don't go to Ohio and hear the phrase, hey, buddy, you want to go grab the sleds and go out for a rip, eh? That's <laughs> <laughs> Ohio. That sounds like a, someone I know named McGrady. Basically. That or that or you have to go so far north where you as for fun you go outside and start tapping the trees for uh sap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make that maple syrup. Gotta go tap the tree and put a hang a bucket from it. <laughs> Don't forget to take your sled. Don't forget the sled. <laughs> toboggan. Take your toboggan out there. <laughs> or oh you buy you buy a hovercraft. <laughs> Did you see that, that, that Cletus McFarland bought a fire hovercraft from up like Minnesota, Wisconsin, somewhere? He brought it down to Florida. He 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 took it for a couple of rips, and he just got it sold for I think like sixteen thousand. That was not a small hovercraft. We're no, done, right? We're done, right? We're You're done, dumb. Right? You're fucking done. done. God damn it! Why do you got to ask us? Now I'm pissed. F- you <laughs> just f- off. I'm gonna stop recording. Just keep fucking off. I'm done. Just, I gotta go no, to bed. Did you even say goodbye? Off. Did you even say goodbye? I said goodbye. He did. I did. Did yeah, you we, say goodbye, Mike? I'm pretty sure I did. You said F you, so that's close enough. And then I said bye. And then I said right. you're bye. Bye 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 bye. Oh, I knew oh it. God, now that was out. We're out. We're out. We're out, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one. Be safe. Take care. Bye. Go find something. No, dude. Now, now I'm going to edit the damn thing again. See you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a good one. Stay sh- quiet. You can't do it. Quiet. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck you. Bad Monty, bad. Where's the water bottle? <laughs> Damn. All right, we're out of here. I'm not censoring that. That's going in there. Screw oh, the contract. my God. <laughs>
<laughs> gonna need a drive through. Need some <laughs> two liter soda, eh? Need a liter of soda, eh? Ah, mm. uh. uh. a lot of soda. This whole time. God damn it! All right, I'm stopping recording. Why? I got a because song got for a you. No, I'm. Well, I'm stopping my end. Could... Yeah, I know that one. Nice. Yeah, I know that one. I, I heard that. One. I thought of you when I heard it. This has to be like a Oh man. Yeah, I remember listening to that one. At the very end, it goes, um, shit. Yeah, he does say fuck shit. Yeah, Yeah. he does. Is this one, is this 33? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Hey, uh, yes, I'd like to uh, order a large fuck! My daughters are stomping on the floor for my swearing, but I know they're I not in class, they so fuck! Stop. File? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> File? Fuck. Wait. Wait. I know the good one. Hold on, Monty. I already Who's stopped. This is just for us, though. When you answer, just know that I don't give a f- JK, I give so many f- inside the bag. Are all the f- I give. Darn it! I'll just run over to the store. It's open till nine. Oh no, it's nine oh two. Enough with this silliness. Your fight is not with me. There is a greater threat. Oh look, a vending machine. And there's one left. All right, you're gonna check your pockets and say something like, "Oh man, I don't have a dollar. Looks like I can't give a." So don't waste your time. But I have a dollar. Get it, but okay. <laughs> oh, oh, Monty, I think I think Monty knows it. Here, I'll send it to you, Shaggy. Mm. <laughs> Actually, hold on, we're in a Discord call. Uh-huh. I'm going to bed, so good night, guys. Hold on, Shaggy. You gotta, you gotta see this. No, seriously, I gotta go to bed. It takes. Like, I actually seconds. gotta go to work on like some of you assholes. I have to go to work too. And I have to go to work too. Yeah, but you don't have to get up at like four fifty in the morning. No, I gotta get up at six thirty. See, see, I'll be at work by six thirty. Well, I'll be leaving. Work. Where? <laughs> oh, man, gives you. I think you see this one. Seriously, guys, good night. Good night. Good night. It come through, right? See you later. Bye. No, no, it doesn't. No audio. It's oh, so-, so sad. All right, send us a link. I can have all my given to me. Oh, That's good though. Oh no, the f- got stuck. <laughs> <laughs>
JK, I give so many fucks in that bag. It's empty. Oh no. 